0: Oi, you lot, you listen to Garage Hammer, episode 104. On tonight's episode, the Manlings have more guests on... Talking about new tournaments, display boards, and extreme display boarding. So shut it! I'm listening to me show!
1: Welcome to the GarageU Tools for the next three hours or thereabouts. We're going to do the best we can to inform, entertain, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you Holy Wars, display boards, and Warhammer inspiration, I'm Chris Yu.
0: And I'm Wang Chi.
1: From Big Trouble in Little China.
2: Oh,
0: you got it!
1: <laughs> That—that's the guy, right? The sidekick. Yeah, the, Asian well, the guy? sidekick. Yeah,
0: it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's Jack Burton's best friend.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing or double.
0: Nothing or double. There you go.
1: <laughs> see, yeah, I got would one Would you right. have got?
0: Go would you have gotten egg Shen?
1: Oh yeah, that one is easy. Okay,
0: well, see, I, I, I was going to go. I said that would be too easy. I went Wang cheat. So I knew you'd seen that movie. I was like, God, if he doesn't get this one, I'll kill him. So-
1: <laughs> You're not put on this earth to get it, Mr. Burton.
0: <laughs> Shut up, Mr. Burton. <laughs> You're not put on this earth to get it. I love him. He is great. Yeah, he is awesome. <laughs> that's, a, that's such a great movie. And it was like, i uh, I watched that movie I don't know how many times.
1: Oh, yeah, I have seen it a lot. Lots, yeah. too.
0: My wife hates that movie. Really? How can oh, you hate it? Because, well, it's a bunch of martial arts nonsense, and she's like, this movie is just so stupid. Like, the lines don't make sense. The character This is the, this movie makes no sense.
1: Christine actually found it funny. It's because I think uh, Jack is such a like laughable hero. Yeah. Like, goofy.
0: <laughs> but she's right. I mean, she did point out the movie doesn't quite make sense. I mean, they have that whole intro with the beginning where he's at the lawyer's office. Mm -hmm. and it looks like the beginning of that frame tale where he starts to tell the story, and it never goes back there. Like, it never actually closes it and wraps it up, but that movie's movie's awesome. It is good stuff. It's one of my favorites, and I'm glad you recognized that one, because that was... I'm so happy. Yeah, well, don't worry, next week, next episode, I'm going to pick something tough again, so...
1: Uh, You're going to go back to some pre-Charlie Chaplin era, you know, silent film that I'm never going to (laughs) get. And
0: I'm... (laughs) 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 oh god okay that's so stupid you know what we need to shut up or not shut up we need to move along and thank our sponsors
1: yes sponsors thank you to unique gifts and games located where
0: in grace Lake, illinois
1: mere miniatures how's that
0: spelled m-i-e r-c-e miniatures mantic games building bigger armies
1: and finally Battle foam, protecting your army. I like the inhale on that one. You normally don't do that. I
0: know, but I was, i am dude, I'm like over-caffeinated or something. I'm like so jazzed for today's episode.
1: It's going to be a good one, yeah.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. Um, we got several little shout-outs going on here today. We got uh, a couple of voicemails, and we got some shout-outs, so... um. Let me get to the one we have an email for. First of all, this one is from Stuart Alexander from uh, from Australia. I think it's Australia. No, it's oh yeah Sydney. So that would be Australia. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, geography was never my strong suit. I still said what's his name was from Tanzania instead of Tasmania or something like that. So Ooh. Uh, whatever. All right. Um, and Stuart is running a co-running an event in October. It's part of Moab, also known as Mother of All Battles, and if you've ever listened to Podhammer or Dwellers or any of the Australian Mm -hmm. cast you've heard about Moab, it's in downtown Sylvania, Sydney. Sylvania. Ooh, It's a (laughs) two-day, six-game, 2,500-point scenario-driven event incorporating units from the Monstrous Arcanum, so it's totally our kind of event.
1: Oh, that sounds awesome.
0: Also a one day chaos rising event that he's personally running it's escalation three games six hundred nine hundred and twelve hundred points uh hoping to attract new players or those happily married guys like me who can only get one day off to play with their toys. I'm reading this word for word that's not me uh that's <laughs> that's, that's not that's that's not me commenting uh Two out of the three rounds have fun scenarios, and every victory point scored contributes to both your overall score and to the Faction of Light or Faction of Darkness team that you're a part of. The convention runs over the October long weekend, the 4th through the 6th. If you're in the Sydney area or from another city and want to come down for a truly different and fun tournament experience, check out the webpage for more information, www.motherofallbattles.org. And then he actually goes on here and he says he wants to thank you, Chris, and the rest of the bits uh, team. What the council of what's the council of four now? Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to thank them for the idea of using forces of light and darkness, as he puts here. I have shamelessly stolen the idea yeah. to use in my <laughs> tournament, and I'm looking forward to see how it pans out. So, um,
1: interesting. I'd be curious to hear then how that turns out for him then, because I think uh, overall ours was probably a mixed, a, 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 an even mix. People liked it, people didn't. For righted
0: reasons i i am actually i am both of those people um i really liked it but i i could see how it at, at least at the top tables when you're getting people who are a little competitive it mm-hmm. could it could it could make for some weird matchups in the beginning um but yeah. uh, dude i had fun with it i liked it i especially liked when we had the the banner we had to keep and it was the light and darkness and the, the you guys had photoshopped your faces when you were on a your head on a on a on a, on a picture of a GW giant and Grant's face on a slaneshi uh breast demon. Yeah. so yeah. that was just uh that was great but um yeah stewart's going to be running that in october in fact uh stewart if you're listening to this uh email me again get in touch with me because um he asked me a couple of other things that you and I talked about uh, he wanted help with, and we want to definitely help him with that. So
1: Excellent. For sure.
0: Absolutely. Um, other than that, um, we got a bunch of really nice emails from listeners and stuff like that, and I don't have time to read them all, but I want to thank everyone. We've gotten a couple, you know, hey, I've been listening. A couple of people saying, hey, Chaos Orcs Superstore, you know, they want to get uh, – you know, they'd like to see some Windsor Newton brushes. Or, uh, mm. the, they have you know, special I requests. Well, remember yeah. we asked, well, what would you like to see uh, uh, from oh, them? Oh, right. Um, and I got a couple of emails from people saying, hey, Chaos works Superstore is awesome. I've ordered a bunch of stuff from there. So I know a lot of people, you know, hey, advertising works on this show, I guess. But, yeah, well, there you go. Um, and we've gotten some help on the Fat Hammer forms, which, okay, Fat Hammer forms are going to be changed to Fit Hammer
1: I like... That's a good change.
0: Uh, you know what? It, when we started this, it was me and Domus, and it's my self-deprecating humor. I can't help it. I make jokes. It's what I mm-hmm. do. It's how I deal with my fatness. I make jokes about it. Um, and so... But um, as I put on Twitter, Aiden from uh, Dimensional Cascade is my official fat hammer or fit hammer <laughs> sponsor. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, like, you know, like...
1: Sponsor as in like... Like, accountability sponsor? Or?
0: A little bit, yeah. He's okay. he's uh, he's actually he's actually um, giving me um, bonus incentives and 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 things to like, basically, hey Dave, do this, and you know, I'll give you prizes and stuff. Like he really wants to see me do well. Wow. Uh, I'm also can always call him or 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 email him if I'm you know. It's just like you know, with AA, you got a sponsor. You know, like if you're sitting in front of the bar, you need someone to call the talk you out of it. When right, I'm sitting right, in front yeah. of the Euro Hut. You know, when I'm looking yeah. at the, you know, at the, or staring you know, at the bag of chips. Exactly. When I'm sitting in the yeah. uh, when I'm sitting at the place looking at the at the Hardee's at the two, you know, the two half pound burgers for seven dollars special. Uh-huh. This is, you know, that's my person to call at this point. But OK, I guess his well, wife
1: don't said, feel you don't feel like you're limited to just the one person. You know, you oh, can feel free to call me. Or, I appreciate you know,
0: or that. But, sure. he, you know, and he's doing that. And so his wife said, you know, hey, you know, you, they should call it Fit Hammer. And I think that's good. It's, good. it's a change in perspective and attitude.
1: Um, I like
0: it. It is. What's going on? Really cool with Fit Hammer Forza? I told you before. You know, uh, Mike uh, Sweetman. Mm-hmm. You know who was. Uh, you know he was. Uh, he's been on the forums, like doing weekly motivational things for everybody. Yeah, Woody. You know, like drunk Woody. You know that's his name on on Twitter okay, the, from yeah. Ireland, Irish, etc. Team. Mm-hmm. If you've been listening to anything, he was the guy who was out there. You know, came in and was fighting to defend Mark Wildman in a little fighting ring and stuff like that. What is What oh, like right, yeah. he's like a professional, like workout like, body
1: uh, uh, boxer, or did yeah. I hear that right? He was yeah. a boxer.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, apparently he's just way more badass than even we gave him credit for. Um, hmm. He joined our forums. And I mean, for no other reason, he said, than to kind of look at, he's basically looking at the painting, you know, threads. Uh huh, right. And he's like, hey, as a professional, you know, um, you know, fitness trainer type Athletes. guy, and, and yeah. yeah, he's up there if anyone wants advice or help. I guess he used to be up, he said, I think he said he was up to almost 350 pounds himself at one point, which is what I weigh. Huh. So, and now he looks like Woody, which if you've seen pictures of him, dude, he's pretty buff. So, you know, he's like, he's up there just saying, hey, if, if, you know, people need advice or help, I'm here to help. And, dude, that's freaking awesome.
1: That is awesome. I mean, that guy is internet famous from his, uh, yeah, boxing exploits at the ETC. So that is pretty cool.
0: But it's not even that. I mean, it's just that, you know, we started this and originally, we, I mean, we we don't have as many people who are actually joining it to get fit as we had on the first one, you know. Um, but there's still people joining it. We're still supporting each other. And to have other people from the community be like, hey, I know you guys are doing with this. We've heard you're struggling. We're already where we need to be. We're going to jump in and spend our, give our time to sit and come on your forums and listen to people and talk to them and give them advice. Mm-hmm. And seriously... Big fat people like me are the worst people to give advice to about that stuff because everyone's like, oh, you should really try this. And we're like, yeah, I know, but I like to eat. I mean, seriously, I know I'm the worst. <laughs> like when people give me health advice, I know that they must just want to punch me in the face because I've got every excuse in the book why I'm still fat. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things. Yeah. That's, that's just how it is. And I'm, this is not me making fun of myself. I'm just honest with myself. I know, facts, I, yeah, sure. I know who I am. And um, I just think it's, it's just another great sign of how flipping awesome not only like the garage hammer community is, but this our Warhammer community in general that, uh, that these guys are happy to give their time and effort. Absolutely. Well, the the
1: Warhammer community has always been very, um, inclusive, right? Yes. And, and supportive at times. There could be a little friction like, Oh, I want to play the game this way or that book is overpowered, whatever. But in general, yeah, it's a very supportive community.
0: I just think it's awesome. So I just wanted to shout out and thank to those people. Um, before we uh, move along, and um, we're moving along to voicemail. Oh,
1: voicemail? Tell me about voicemail. Did you
0: know that we got voicemail now, Chris?
1: I do now. How it's, can people
0: leave voicemail? You can call 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. International listeners uh, in most countries dial 001-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 441-4696. Um, we got a couple of voicemails. Ooh, and, uh, yeah, so I am going to uh, play them.
1: It's a voicemail bonanza. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: a big old bonanza. Let's see. Here we go. Let's click on this.
1: Dave
3: and Chris, what's up? This is Nicole. wanted to give you a call after listening to your latest episode. I want to first thank you for putting out um, a great show and keeping me uh, entertained for a few hours on my drive from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. But I wanted to call in specifically about the uh, hidden deployment. Um, and ambushers and things like that. Um, you know I'm, I'm kind of with you guys at a tournament you know you, you, you show up to the, the game table and you put your display board down and uh, during the tournament you know everybody's armies are, are on display so it seems kind of silly to try to hide you know what you have in your army from your opponent uh, with that said you know going into a tournament with uh, my demons, I used to run two units of ambushing and flush hounds. Um, I would always, I thought like the, the thing to do there is to tell your opponent that you have ambushing flesh ons, not to, to hide them from them and, and try to, you know, get an advantage that way. Uh, the advantage is already there, having an ambushing unit, and, you know, um, part, of the, part of the, you know, issue with them, too, is that, you know, best part of the psyche of the game is trying to get in their head and say, hey, i got two ambushing flesh ons. What are you going to do with them? Um, and they don't, even they can't really prepare for it because you can come on at any board edge. So it's tough to, you know, really plan around that. Um, and so my thoughts are on ambushing is that that should be announced. I have a unit of minors who have the ambush rule. Um, I have a unit of questions who have the ambush rule, et cetera. Uh, but I'm all for fanatics, assassins, um, those are supposed to be hidden, and those are supposed to be something that you don't really know about. Um, people argue the same thing with ambushing, but uh, I feel like it's a different, a, a little bit different um, from a rules perspective just because, you know, you're looking at potential of, you know, two to three hundred point units that should be uh, announced in my opinion. So, great show as always. I uh, really appreciate the paint talk and we'll talk to you guys soon.
1: It's a good point.
0: Yes, it is. Absolutely.
1: Uh, yeah, the whole psyche of, you know, announcing that you have ambushing units. Um yeah, I never really considered that.
0: If this wasn't so long, this would totally be a Google voice translation e- email <laughs> too. Dude, this is brilliant. I'm re- I'm looking at this and reading along while he's <sighs> Reading, this is brilliant I'm seriously looking at this and debating But it's like a full I mean, this was a three minute message If I read it, it's another five minutes We got two more So here's one Here's our next voicemail
3: Hey guys, my name's Dave I've been listening for probably about a month now And gotten all the way back to the Dark Eldar reviews I've been driving a lot I just wanted to drop a shout out to sponsors uh, Particularly here at I'd seen their work before Completely forgot where it was and put the ad for on your show. Check them out. So I want your sponsors to know, the ads do work. Please keep supporting the show. Think that. Now, my only challenge is to get my girlfriend to listen to the Dwarfs episode because for some unfathomable reason, she wants to play those short
1: back beer breaks. So, you yeah, guys, keep it up. Well, that's good that the advertising is working, So I like to see the capitalism in action.
0: Yeah, no kidding.
1: Uh, it is a bit of a tragedy, though, that... uh his girlfriend is picking up durf Shut it. <laughs> but what can you do?
0: Here, let me. i got to read this one here. <laughs> hey, guys, my name is David. The paper probably about, about, Alan Dot, out with that, so I don't know if you can let me know how I just woke up a shout-out to foster you-know if your company, I Do Not Work or Not, completely forgot what it was, and for the out for lunch, period. I'll check them out. So I just wanted to know you had to work with your support. Michelle think that now my only challenge is to see if I go pantsuits walked up. So because compatible resend, she wants to make sure that your place. Hey guys to set up. That's apparently what Google Voice said he just said to wow. us. Wow. Okay. I would love reading these. They're so st- You
1: should you should call in and read that and then have and then Google Voice your version of that and see if it comes out to his original message.
0: That is so meta. That's like Inception.
1: <laughs> Are we dreaming right now? I'm not sure. I lost track.
0: <laughs> All right. We got we have one more. This one actually isn't a voicemail. This one was from Adam Tremblay. Oh, also known as Mr. Foxman on the forums Or ATT64 on Twitter Sure um, Said that he's sorry he missed episode 100 And um, He'd been listening for a long time And then he was not listening For a little while just cause you know Things happen he was a little busy But he really enjoyed, uh, he'd really enjoyed The show as he's been listening to it And uh, he just wanted to send this And he couldn't send it in time for episode 100 Cause he missed the whole You know build up to it But so here is uh, this.
4: Hello, Dave and Chris from Garage Hammer. I'm Adam from Twitter, at ATT64. And uh, I just wanted to say that I'm really thankful for Garage Hammer for a variety of reasons. It's a show that I think is very holistic in how it approaches the hobby. It approaches it from the narrative point of view, but also from the gaming and competitive side as well. And I think that it's just a really well-balanced show that uh, encourages people to uh, take an interest into Warhammer Fantasy. And I've listened to your show from uh, years ago, from uh, 2009, and there was a period where I I didn't listen to the show. I believe it was from episode um, 30 to about 56. But then I recently got back into the show, and I've talked to you um, a couple of times on Skype but uh, yeah, there's uh, a lot of great content that came out, you know. And Chris Hughes, a phenomenal co-host. Not that Christopher wasn't great; he was fantastic as well. I uh, enjoy the show. I've enjoyed the growth of it, and I'm sorry I missed out on the hundred episodes. And uh, there was a lot of family things that uh, got in the way for me recording. But uh, I'm just really thankful for Garage Hammer, and it. It's just such a fantastic um, content and show and everything. So, Also, before I forget, I'll be at Adepticon next year participating in the uh, Dreadball tournament that will be going on. And uh, I can't wait to meet everybody, Johnny P., all those guys. And uh, as always, I'll see you on Twitter. And uh, thanks again for a lot of great shows, Dave and Chris.
1: Thanks, Adam. That's a good message.
0: There you go. That's everything for all the voicemails and all the other stuff that we've had. Wow, there's a lot of feedback going on <laughs> the last couple episodes. It's good stuff. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. It's a, I guess we're saying stuff that people like to hear, and it's
0: yep. always good. That's what's important, right? So, all right. So, we've already get gambled on way too long for our opening segment. So, let's take a break, and we will come back with news and rumors and the Toolbox.
4: That's right, folks. Chaos
0: Org Superstore, your one stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War. Privateer press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature based games. They usually ship within twenty-four hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you because at Chaos Org Superstore, what you see is what you get. Chaos
1: And we're back. Welcome to the garage. You I'm, your, I'm your hammer, Chris Yu. He's your screwdriver, David Whiteuck.
0: <laughs> That's right. Screwdriver. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm laughing. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's just uh, move right along. So, so uh, news, news rumors and rumors.
0: Brought to you by the Circle City Circuit. Oh, speaking of Circle City Circuit, dude, Boaz and them sent me this. Like, piece of terrain for us to use. It's like this amazing huge house that you could take the roof off and, like, look inside. Like, I could use it for Malifo too. It was so bizarre because he sent me this thing. Hey, we're sending some to your house. I was like, okay, cool. And it was, like, right at uh, Gen Con time. And um, when it, I
1: – It's, like, a painted, like, fully, like, ready-to-go piece of terrain? Yeah. And
0: when, the thing is, when we were walking around Gen Con, like, on Sunday – I walked back to this booth, and they had all this stuff, and he's like, we've got this unpainted, and it's a Sunday special for this, and painted this, and I was like, oh, I really like that. That's such a nice house, and I was like, really? You want to huh. go lugging that around for the last day? I'm like, no, and dude, we have so much terrain at my house, and I, I've got to finish it. That's t- and and like, Boa's like, I'm sending you a surprise, and that's what showed up, the exact... Wow. How and, did you know? That's what I said. I go, how did you know? Like, were you, did, you, did I not see you there? Said, no, dude, that's total coincidence. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I was like, "Holy mackerel!" So, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, news and rumors. Well, news is Nagash. That's all anybody's talking about. Yes, and with good reason. There's a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, did, now
1: I know you bought the book. Do you are the Do you have any of the models?
0: Uh, let's see. What did I pick up? I got the cards. I got mm-hmm. the book, which is the two book set, the 300 pages of fluff and the 100 pages of scenarios and rules and stuff. I also picked up uh, the Black Library book, The Return of Nagash, book one, mm-hmm. um, which I haven't read yet, but I'm looking forward to. Uh, my Nagash model didn't come in because they didn't ship enough, but they actually, be- you know, I- I Kathleen over at UGG said, hey, dude, <coughs> I had a pre order. And normally they get their stuff in on Fridays. She called me on Wednesday. She's like, "Yeah, they rush shipped us one out just to get us one because they knew, you know, Mm. that we had a – So I was pretty pleased with that because I know I was kind of on Twitter, kind of ranting about, "Hey, but you you got one early." Yeah, well, I got. Well, I mean, you know, they came out last Friday. I got one the following Wednesday, but that's still pretty quick. Yeah, that model is so nice looking. It's It's, the pictures look amazing,
1: but I'm sure they don't do it justice.
0: You know, the the amount of details on there and stuff are just so cool. Like it's I'm I'm never gonna be able to do it justice painting it. I'm just looking at it going, wow, this is so awesome. Hmm. Um but yeah, I I picked up the Nagash as well. Uh, I did order one um you know the, the three the triple kit, the Archon Neferata and Manfred. Yep. yep. Which you know it's kinda cool. I was looking at that kit, did you get a chance to look at that model or the pictures of it? The
1: pictures I have. The pictures look great. I mean, I, I like everything that I see. No, I um, I, you, you're not so sure.
0: No, I like. I do. I, I know. I'm, I'm a fanboy. What do you think? Why? Oh,
1: because you you were uh, my only thing know, is that the,
0: it's like I get now. At first, it looked like the one with Manfred. It almost looked like it was metal. Mm-hmm. But then, as you're reading the fluff, it's like no. Nagash can just literally bend bone to his will. Like mm-hmm. he's got that sort of control over the undead that apparently it extends past that which is why he's got all that stuff all that those bones sticking oh, up behind yeah, him, yeah. like that doc Ock looking thing mm-hmm. he can just craft bone basically like it's like magneto world. but with bone exactly exactly and um or like zamisi if you ever played vampire the masquerade he, that's the kind of stuff he does um so that's all bone around it manfred's is all blackened um it's but it's like it's like it, it reminds you of the Terrorgeist with sort of, like, the bone frame, but, yeah. like, the inside is, like, jam-packed with skulls. Like, that's what the whole interior is.
1: Yeah, it's being, like, generated by the, right. the damned souls, right? Once uh, once again, it's
0: like, you know, and, you know it's... there's It is, there, it is cool. Like, how do they think of it? There's other bones that you could stick in there in the body, though. It was just, like, so many skulls. It looks a little weird to me, but I do like it, you know? Um, what's really cool is I was reading about it, and the... Uh, the front arms the you know they can they're posable
1: they're posable
0: that's what i read so i don't know if they're ball, do you, like, i don't know like, if they're like ball in socket joints but those front arms if you look at the three different models the neferata yeah the arc like look at the front arms they're all in different positions
1: Oh, okay. And so you can you can glue them in at varying angles. Yes, it's not like they're posable, like Kung Fu action grip posable.
0: Well, I mean, but you, I mean, apparently, I mean, and from the look of it, when I, because I, I, you know, that that's the other thing is the um, Warhammer Visions came out today, mm-hmm. and it's actually all the Nagash stuff, including the stuff that hasn't been released yet. So it's like, wow, they, they've, they've, they're looking ahead, not just to mm-hmm. what came out last month. Um, and when I kind of zoomed in on the pictures, it almost looks like. The, the, like it's not a preset shape to the joint like so many of them are. It almost looks like it's ball and socket where you can literally just sort of face it almost any direction. I don't know okay. if you can because they came out today and uh, and UGG didn't get them for they mm-hmm. there was so I'm going to be getting one next week. I ordered mm-hmm. one, but so not only can you you can pose them differently, and I do like how the, you know the multi kit. So they've got the different. Uh, the different bits of armor and the different heads on them to right. to, to add the flavor for each one. But Neferata and, and Manfred and Archon look so good.
1: Yeah, like, I want to see those in person to really get the full effect. But, uh, but
0: I will have one next week, so come on over. Yeah, and we Dude, will, Would
1: you say that they've outdone themselves?
0: You know, the, I've got my whole opinion about the whole Nagash thing and, and mm-hmm. all that's going on, and I think they are really... You know, for a system that everybody says, oh, GW doesn't care about it and GW doesn't put enough in it because it's all Space Marines, this is going so beyond anything I've ever hoped for in this game. Mm. In gen- like, on, on the whole, I'm just, I'm really amazed. What do you think about them?
1: Oh, I, I think they've really outdone themselves. I mean, if you compare that to what they've done like, you know, 10 years ago, it's a
0: whole nother level. I'm I'm just I'm I'm amazed, you know. Looking at the 360 views of Nagash and these things, even on the website, you click on and do the little 360 views, right? And it's like seriously, it looks so fragile. Like,
1: yeah, the way they've crafted it, and and yeah, the energy, uh, yeah, going up, forming into his cape. I mean, it's oh. it's really cool how they do that.
0: I mean, look at the spirit hosts, yeah, which you know aren't a bad deal. People were saying it. I it, think it's, it's, it's 22 bucks for three of them.
1: And yeah, the, but if, if they look that good, wouldn't you be willing to pay for a model that when you put it on a table, it's like, oh, yeah. wow, that is really cool. Looking. Well,
0: I mean, I wasn't expecting three for 22 bucks. I mean, I really wasn't, you know, and you get them. And I mean, just the way they crafted even those, the spirits being sucked out of the skeletons and the really thin where there's just the gaps, like the holes in them and stuff like that. Mm. They look so much better than the old spirit hosts. I hate the old spirit host, mm. <laughs> the, 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 yeah. the, the sheets from the Mickey Mouse, you know, Ghostbusters right, right. thing. um they're just oh the spirit hosts are great and then they've got the uh what is it the um those new Monstrous infantry models the the mort or whatever they're called um hmm. that's the new the new unit in the book they come in units of two and that's it's a, it said it was $59 and i thought it was per model you know cuz these What's are pretty for expensive a pair, right? it is for a pair so it's like with the mornfang yeah, you get yeah. the two in the box they look well, really Or morgast cool harbingers yeah people. the morgsters yeah um. Yeah, those look pretty cool too. I like those. Yeah, with the wings, they have hover. Because look at those wings; they're all tattered. They don't really fly real good. Oh, is that the official rule? They have hover. Yeah, they have hover. Alright. So. Um, yeah, that's another one where they're not. And this this whole series, none of them are actually. Nothing's on the ground. Nagash huh. is floating on the on all the spirits. He's, he's, his feet aren't touching the ground. The, um, the
1: Spirit hosts are floating.
0: Yeah, Archon, Nefron, and Manfred, their, their mounts, the only thing that's actually touching the ground is the tail. They've got the, all these things crafted to be off the base. It's just, I'm really I'm hmm. so psyched about these models and, and all the stuff that we're going to be able to do with them. So,
1: Well, I'm, I'm curious to see what this means then for the future because this first book is rumored to be the first of four. I think that's what you're telling me. That, yeah, that's what I read. So if there's three more books, that means there's going to be three more waves of releases in terms of models. So it's pretty exciting to think of what could come out.
0: You know, there's all those rumors that, you know, this is the sign of things to come. There's, this is the undead legions. And then, you know, the next one, you know, yeah, yeah, they're going to cover most of the armies. But, you know, people are talking, then there's going to be, they're going to put chaos all back to one book, Beastmen, Warriors, and Hmm. Demons. And then there's going to be a forces of good in this one. And. That's why I'm yeah. waiting. Well, that's why I'm waiting to see if the, uh, I'm waiting to see if the, they get their own book. If the, uh, if the Brett, because if the so, Brett's get their own book, then all that we're combining stuff seems.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. goes out the window. Yeah,
0: yeah the, Well, I mean, they're not going to put out a Brett book and then a month later put out a combined forces book. People would, you know. Right. They'd kill them. <laughs> they'd just be like, what's the matter with you? Right, right. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm excited to see what comes next. I mean, but I haven't even finished what I'm reading now. But I mean, it, dude, it's good.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to read it, and uh, yeah, we'll do a give it its proper due in a two more, maybe two episodes, in terms of coverage.
0: Possibly. I mean, 300 pages of fluff. I mean, it doesn't have to be. It could be one long, you know. Maybe I don't know. We could probably cover that in four hours, but we'll yeah, that's a long episode. So, yeah, 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 we'll yeah. see. But, uh, I mean, there's so much coming out. I mean, it's I haven't had this kind of excitement in a while. Like, mm-hmm. even when the individual army books come out, it's, like, all cool and exciting. Mm-hmm. But I haven't had this huge, like, wow, this is really changing things, and there's a story going on here. Right,
1: because it kind of touches everybody. Like, a new one-off yeah. book is great, but if you don't play with or against them, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah this, this is kind of...
0: This is world-spanning fluff, mm-hmm. and uh, for that... I'm good, you know. I think okay. that's kind of awesome. So that Dems be the rumors.
1: That's the rumor mill.
0: All right. I'm just excited to see where the story goes and how it ends because it's you know when what that spells for it for the whole the whole for whatever for you, the, yeah yeah for the fluff yeah that'd be that'd be cool to see because they don't move they they don't move the timeline that much so to see something big happening even though they backed up the timeline in 8th Ed, To make it possible, I'm still excited. I am too. So yeah, I wanted to touch on something about Mm. this, though, is, you know, I've been, I mean, if you go back and you really actually look and read the fluff and all those extra stuff in the big red book, you know, if you go through and read where they've got that fluff section about all the different races and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, there's little things in there. Like stuff that, you know, that was in that book well before the other stuff came out. I mean, I'm pretty certain Demigryphs are mentioned in the Empire stuff, and that book didn't come out for a couple of years after this book came out, you know? Hmm. So you got to wonder, you know, you say how much did they have planned in advance, and, you know, people, oh, they don't even know what they're doing. Dude, this comes, this is here, the vampire book is two years old, and there was that story in there with the elves and with Manfred. Uh, The Elf book comes out, expands it a little more. The Sigmar's Blood expansion comes out where Manfred's marching on the Empire. And if you read that story, um, the the things he's doing and the things he's going after is the stuff that connects in with this book where him and Archon the Black are Mm -hmm. raising Nagash. And I say Nagash. I don't know if that's right. I haven't heard any of the audio books. Maybe it is Nagash. But that just sounds I don't know it doesn't sound right to me,
1: or maybe it's Nagash, <laughs> yeah combination, yeah. I don't know who knows
0: I mean I mean, I hear everyone saying Nagash, and it's like I but you Neferada and you know the Nehekara mm-hmm. and it just it seems like the Oz and you know, and you see I don't know, he's like the Prince of the undead, he was one of the leaders of of there, and it's just Nagash, you know it just seems a flow, it seems a little more regal than Nagash, sure. right. <laughs> Well, maybe hey, I'm for, for
1: Brooke, if you're from Brooklyn, yeah. you pronounce it Nagash.
0: I was with Nagash. We were over by the jewels over by there. You's me guys. and Nagash was down there. Yeah, see, that just sounds wrong to me. I'm, hey, it, I'm not saying how to pronounce it because I don't know. It could be Nagash. Hell, I used to say Gotrek Trek forever, and then you find it as Gotrek when you're talking to the guy who writes the book. He's like, yeah, it's Gotrek. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm <laughs> up now. I stand corrected. Exactly. But um, you know what I'm saying? With all the different stuff that's come out. And it's all sort of tying together. I mean, even when I pick this open, you know that under the underway the mm-hmm. thing I downloaded like the campaign supplement. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've got rules here for playing underground stuff, and they're like, you can add this stuff to your underway stuff. These these rules will work and make things work better. There's some cool. There's some really cool stuff in here. Oh, that's some cool. Some neat stuff you're
1: gonna like. Intertwined. I like that.
0: Yeah, and once we get this all read and we can, we're gonna do this the the review. It's gonna be beautiful. So, yeah. Should be cool. Do you read anything else? Anything else that we need to cover on this? Uh,
1: nope. No reading for me.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? Let's take a break uh, real quick since we were going there, and let's just uh, okay. we jump back with the toolbox. Sounds good.
4: I am man Eater. And this is Gredge Hammer. It's pretty good, but uh, I've seen better.
0: And we're back. And before we get into... Talking to both of our guests. Ooh, more guests. <laughs> guests, the plenty. Super exciting. Um, but before we get to that, uh, it's time for the toolbox brought to you by Chaos Orc Superstore. Superstore. So, uh, reading. You done any? Or did you start the? Uh... Calador. Uh, yeah. No,
1: not yet. Huh? I'm I'm still on hiatus. That works. I'm easy. Yeah, so that's it for my reading. <laughs> <How> about you?
0: <laughs> I'm almost done with Legion, which is good. Yeah, and I'm reading a book for work, but nobody cares. <laughs> okay. And uh, I did finish listening to with. Oh, God, I love Audible. You know what? They were sponsored us for the few episodes through Blueberry, mm-hmm. who we do the thing to. And I've totally still been I'm, God, I'm, I love that thing. The gotcha, huh? Yeah, but I finished the latest Monster Hunter International and it was amazing. That yeah. series is so good. Seriously. Guys, the Grim Noir Chronicles I think is a little more to my taste as far as how I what I like in my stories. But man, Monster Hunter International is just a great series. I mean it just and it it builds. Every book gets better. This is just so much fun. And when I mean, you got people like Jim Butcher and guys like that saying, "Yeah, this is a really good series." You know, it's got to be, you know, pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, that's what I'm reading. I'm, I'm you know, we're going to read this Nagash stuff. So for the patented garage hammer fluff to filth book review. So soup to nuts, as you like to say. Yeah, soup to nuts. That's a, that's an old time phrase that I love because my students are always like what. <laughs> I love using you know old phrases that people don't use anymore. Maybe it's pretentious, but it's fun. No, no,
1: you got to keep it old school.
0: Yeah, old school. Biggie. So, uh,
1: all right. So, uh, what's your, what are your hobby exploits looking like? Oh,
0: these test models suck. Well, that's what they're supposed
1: to. They're test models. Of course they're going <laughs> to suck. Not everyone's going to be a masterpiece.
0: Oh, but they all also... Okay, here's the problem. Even the stuff that I showed you, the stuff where I just put the, the pearl over the whole model... Pearl's got a really cool sheen and a neat shine to it and a neat look to it. But Okay, but it's not a metallic shine, which is fine. I mean, I want it to look like Mother of Pearl and not like metals, okay? Uh-huh. But people see that shine and think metal, and it looks so weird because it's this weird white and shiny with this little pink hints to it. And I just think it's it looks so odd on a model because we are so used to looking at either colors or metallics. Mm-hmm. that you kind of look at it and you're like, wait, what the hell is that? And it just doesn't look quite right. And so I was having trouble with that, and I was doing a paint night, and Rotor was like, hey, I'm painting, so Skype in. And I got to thank Rotor because he kind of talked me in off the ledge because I was ready to just start smashing models. I was getting so oh, frustrated. Okay. And so he starts sending me pictures of people who are painting pearls. Like not mm-hmm. just pictures. Those are pictures of real pearls, but then also pictures of people painting Right, pearls
1: like fine like art or yeah. outside of Warhammer. examples, yeah.
0: And so I see the color mixes and I'm trying it. And you can really go from a really dark because they've got those dark pearls, too. that go from a dark up to the grays and up to these lights. Mm-hmm. And there's little bits of purples and blues kind of catching in them with the pink. Um, and so I tried that. And I went with the, with the different actual the metals with the dark grays, dark, you know, dark silvers up to the lighter silvers and then hitting mm-hmm. into that. But what I realized is once I – I'm like, wow, I got the gradation looking really good. I got a little purple wash here and a little red wash here to get these different tones, and it's looking bad. And as soon as you put on the pearl – and yeah. I'm not just talking a pearlescent shine. Like I know if you saw Raj, you know, the right. Raj's stuff. It's got a sheen to it. Yeah, and but it's but real pearl doesn't just have a pearl shine to it. It's got a very specific look. And as soon as I laid that on there – it looked weird, like it didn't match up at all. Mm. So now I'm trying to find maybe I have to go with completely non-metallic, which is fine. But going up from those different colors, going through grays, you know, on the bottoms where it's not catching the shine, grays up to lighter colors and then getting that pearl in there and um, even trying to mix the pearl with these other colors. It's not quite there. I mean, I'm, I'm still trying.
1: I think that's I'd true. have to see it to, to really give an opinion. But the, the the pearl, are you planning on using that in select areas, like as part of the armor? Well, like, well Tell me where you're going to apply it.
0: Okay. I wanted to use the pearl for Gromrel armor. Okay. Like I don't want to paint Gromrel as that super bright silver. I wanted it to be solid, just this mother of pearl. Like mm-hmm. that's, the, that's what it is. Remember, I wanted to do the dwarfs in like in their heyday. So – right. The, the light armor would be all silvers, and that uh, you know, well, there's not much light armor. But then the heavy armor would be silver with a lot of gold, and then the the um, the Grommel armor would look like this. I mean, have you ever seen like mother of pearl handles on like guns and stuff like that? They got yeah, all that. yeah, yeah. That's
2: that
1: that's a, s- you know, that's a tough um, thing to achieve because it is white, but there's so many other colors going on in there, and and depending on how the light reflects on it, I. Just going by memory, you could see a lot of, like, purples and pinks yeah. and blues.
0: Well, that's it, the thing. The tester's paint, the airbrush paint has, it's like, it's weird. It's it's all in there. Mm. It's got, like, a bit of a, t- a touch of pink in it, and then there's the highlights and the silvers and the glow. And it just, right. it actually, if you really stop and look at it, I'm like, wow, this actually kind of looks like it. But it doesn't look natural on these models at all. Like, the the color just seems weird to me. Hmm. Yeah, it's really hard. I'm, I'm, I'm starting. I'm starting to worry that I'm going to have to scrap the idea, and that's kind of disappointing. Although,
1: tell me about your test models. How far have you gotten with them? Like, do you have a more or less complete model head to toe with general colors, or
0: no? I'm just what I've done actually is because I don't want to have to strip any of these new models that I just bought and uh paid all this money for. So I basically pulled out my old one piece push fit warrior model and I grabbed uh, the miners with the big drills. Yeah, And I just started just doing the, like, there's just the drill because it's pretty big and I can get, there's a lot of Uh movement to it. There's a lot of, you know, shape to it. Surface area to it. Yeah. Uh And so I'm just basically on, on shields or on shoulder pads or on helmets, just trying to see if I can get the colors right. Not even working, worrying about getting a whole model painted. Can I make this look like it's Pearl? Hmm. And, uh, it's, it's not been very successful, Oh, I got some nice. I got some nice gradation with using the washes and the really focused washes on the different silvers and going with the different levels of silver. You know, if I decide to go with metallics, I'll have a nice movement of color to it. You mm-hmm. know, without having to use the light hitting it. I just, I'm just wondering if I'm going to have to try that now, which is regular grays. So, I that-
1: wonder if any other um, dwarf players out there have ever, or any Warhammer players out there. I mean, have you tried googling like I don't know Warhammer? Pearl or that's, mother yeah, pearl. Yeah,
0: that's that's basically that's my next step. I got all these really cool pictures from from Rotor with mm-hmm. with that, uh, you know. But it's not Warhammer stuff. So, if worst comes to worst, I may I, I may have to do the 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 troops, the actual dwarfs, in a more traditional looking armor. Okay. Although even the stuff that's in the books, I mean, I've been looking through my you know how to paint dwarfs. I did buy that on the the iBook. Mm. Um and you know, getting that sort of lacquered finish where they've got the metal but like the shoulder pads and stuff have a the you know the clan colors mm-hmm. that does look really cool. And I may decide to go with that uh and then I can incorporate the colors that Morgan wants to do for her Empire Army. Okay. Um and if I do that then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have the gyrocopters be all pearled out. You know, and try to do it that way maybe. You know, interesting. Try to, try to trick out the gyros. And have them do. I just, I really want this to be a part of
1: the story, right? Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you can take it a step back and, and maybe just apply the mother of curls to like their, to each unit banner when maybe a few trim elements here and there. I don't know. I yeah. I'm just thinking out loud.
0: I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm, it's, it's frustrating. But I, I actually painted a few, and I've, I've seen. I know what won't work, and so it's kind of giving me ideas on what I should try next. So it's mm-hmm. like I'm not giving up. It's just it's like, ugh. You know, <laughs> I was hoping yeah, it would I'm, work by the fourth by the fourth one. I was kind of hoping I would be making some progress and making it work. And it's like, oh no, I'm still not quite there don't yet. quite mm-hmm. have it. So,
1: well, I mean, again, that's you know, stick with those test models. That's that's what they're there for. Yeah,
0: that exactly. But that's that's basically what I've been doing. Uh, just trying to find that because dude once I get it I am going to be all over these things because I want them painted I want to start playing them Mm. you know and it's just like oh you can't because they suck (laughs) now I got to strip them and start over again anyway so Uh,
1: not quite ready for prime time no
0: not not ready for middle of the night time it's (laughs) I'm not even worried about prime time at this Mm. point Hmm. so all right well uh that's it for me. What about you? What have you been, uh, doing? uh, this
1: is, I've been kind of all over the place. Uh, Hiles, I'm, I'm, you know, it's been, progress has slowed a little bit due to meet my shifting gears back to screw city prep and, uh, getting this orc idol in shape, which I, I've kind of redone. Okay. You know, I, I kind of had it painted more or less done, but I wasn't too happy with it. So I just, I didn't strip it or anything. I just, you know, just reprimed it kind of basically reset and, and, and started over. Um, And what I did though, was I added a bunch of chains to kind of like that image in the book that we talked about. It's got the chains wrapped around the fists.
0: Right, right, right,
1: right, right. Give it a little bit more, uh, I don't know, a little more visual interest. Uh, I added a fanatic down in the corner and then attached chains to around the neck of the, the idol. So it looks like the goblin is trying to pull the idol in a certain direction.
0: Cool. Yeah. Good luck Um, with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so add that little detail. And then the, the actual adding of the chains, you know, I, I did use that super thin, uh, insta, I don't know, insta bond glue or whatever it's called, Instacure. Okay. And then I, I used for the first time uh, Accelerator. Did you ever use that?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, yeah, I've used it. How did it work for you?
1: It, it worked pretty good. I, I'd never used it before. So I'm, I'm sitting there holding the chain with the glue applied to it and I spray it and I get some of it on my hand and it gets super hot. Some oh, I'm really? looking at it, yeah, like kind of, kind of in like with shock and worry, but also with you know a little bit of excitement, like what's going to happen. But it <laughs> just gets really hot, and then it it it, it dries. I, I think it.
0: Yeah, I don't see, know I've it's never gotten it. Reaction. on. I've never noticed it getting hot before. I've sprayed it. The only problem that I've been told, and I've actually noticed that the only time I really used it was when I was trying to pin and put the the old metal gyrocopter's wings on, and you glue it, and it just you're trying to hold three different things and make it stay. Right, and so we sprayed it, and it does. It makes that glue dry in seconds. Right, but it's very brittle.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a weaker bond for sure. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think usually when I when I when I where I see it being used most is at tournaments when someone's model has broken and they will they just want to I, I need a quick fix to uh, to get it ready for for a game or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, and I think I'm going to paint it like a super dark green and highlight it with like. Whites and like fluorescent greens to give it a real supernatural look. I, I wasn't too happy with the paint job I had on it before, so.
0: I'm gonna you try and try and have that green glow coming out of the mouth and the eyes.
1: Yeah, that's that's Exactly. Is he wearing the mask? He is going to wear the mask. Yeah.
0: Then yeah, yeah, the green glow hitting all the edges of that and stuff mm-hmm. would be really cool.
1: Yeah, that's the plan.
0: So what else are you doing? Um, that's that's
1: the majority of it. I did you know for a quick GT. At Ryan Nichols' place, which we can talk about quickly, uh, I put a little goblin wizard on a flying carpet. Okay. It's basically, in a pinch, I just used the uh, the flying goblin from the the Doom Diver set. Okay. And just stuck him on a... uh, I don't even know what it was. Oh, just stuck him on a a base, so he's flying around. Oh, okay. Um, So did that. And then fixed a goblin wolf rider hero who broke at last year's Depticon. And I'm missing his... Sword arm, so I had to replace it with something
0: else. Oh, I hate when that crap happens.
1: Yeah, I don't know where that hand went, but it's um, a miniature from Game Zone, so it's not like I can easily replace it.
0: Oh no, you're right. Yeah, so,
1: so that's about it. You know, odds and ends, and but you know, a little bit of progress every day. Oh, the other thing I've been doing is every day my lunch break, um, you know, I'll eat for half an hour, then I'll try to do some painting for half an hour. Oh, cool. Every day, so I figure that's about two and a half pa- hours of painting during the week. It's not a lot, but you know, some progress
0: is better than none, right? Well oh, that's true. Uh, yeah. So that's I'd love to I, yeah, that's yeah. You know what my problem is I, I need to get something set up where I can kinda I mean I have my stuff yeah. out, but I need to have something set up and sort of ready where I can just sit down and paint for a half hour an hour mm-hmm. and not have the twenty minutes of setup and twenty minutes of cleanup.
1: Yeah. Steve Herner has that set up. Well he's got a room where everything is ready to go. He just walks in, sits down and picks up right where he left off i'm like you i have to like set up and clean up everything and it's a hassle
0: right and if i think if we could do if we could somehow alleviate some of that it'd be Mm -hmm. easier to sit down and start working totally so totally
1: yeah but that's um about it for my hobby
0: that's about it yeah well it's pretty quick this week Mm. but uh that's because we've been doing all this other stuff so right all right, and you got any other?
1: Other? I've I played a number of games. with have been, been locally been doing a lot of Rock Wars GT prep. Okay. And Rock Wars GT is Hayne Begley's tournament out of yeah. Arkansas coming up um, in mid-September.
0: Right. Are you and going I don't, to for,
1: that? No, I, I wish I could. It's just with scheduling and everything, I, I'd have to be like a at least a three-day weekend. Oh, okay. And it's just hard for, with the kids in school and everything. It's hard for me to...
0: No, oh, no, I get you.
1: Justify a weekday off. And he was, he was ribbing me, you know, hey, that's why I'm not married. I'm like, hey, I'd love to go too, but, uh, you know, <laughs> kids and everything.
0: Yeah. What can you that, do? That's why I'm not married. Oh, uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm not in the position where I feel like giving up my children to go for the <laughs> <Right>. war. <ever. laughs> I've invested enough in them. I'm going to see them right, through. Right. The I'm
1: kind of locked in.
0: So, but, uh, uh, so you've been playing a lot of the prep games, though, because the guys who are going, you've been getting... Yeah, yeah, they've been
1: wanting a lot of practice. And I think this tournament is right up your alley because it doesn't penalize you for taking hard choices, but it rewards you for taking soft ones. Oh, okay. And I don't know if you had a chance to look at um, the way they have the scoring and selections set up.
0: I looked at what you sent me that's in the show notes here, but I'm not 100% certain what I'm looking at. Why don't you kind yes. of explain it?
1: So each army has... Across the, the, the four major selections, whether it's characters, uh, core, rare, or special, they've gone through and selected uh, those units they feel would yield you a bonus, that, are, that they feel are concessions. Okay. So if you look on your VC uh, grid, it's the, nice. the first, the, the first um, box is, is any special characters would yield you a plus one bonus, excluding, you know, Lord level Manfred, you'd get it for Vampire Lord, Mounted on, you know, the things that you see there. Mounted on Abyssal Terror, Zombie Panther Dragon.
0: a coven throne. throne? There you go. Uh, or
1: the White King. So if you take any one of those, you get a point. Okay. If you take units of 30-plus skeletons or 12-plus direwolves, you get a point for a core. Okay. If you get, if you take a corpse cart or, or three a unit of three-plus spirit hosts, which I've never seen. They're always individual. Um, that's a point for special. And then for rare, you get your Vargolf, Blood Knights, or Black Coach.
0: Okay, so how many now how many points total can you get is there a limit to how many points you can get? Uh
1: there's no limit um but if you take one from each category, uh, I think you get a bigger bonus. I think it's plus I forget the exact um breakdown. I can look it up for you, but the bonus is gets bigger the more of these concessions that you take. Okay, and what does
0: the center. bonus do for you? Uh
1: it basically gives you a bonus um tournament points.
0: Okay. So oh. for your high elves, special characters except for Teclis and Alarial, mm-hmm. you can take the Anointed of Assyria, the Dragon Mage, or the Loth. That's right up your alley, the Lothran Sea Helm. Well,
1: the Dragon Mage certainly is. Yeah. I love that.
0: Guy. Units of fifteen spearmen or mm-hmm. fifteen Sea Guard. Don't you usually? No, you don't, because you take a bunch of archers.
1: Uh, I'll take I'll take spearmen. Never yeah. Seaguard, though. Yeah.
0: Uh, a lion chariot.
1: Um, Which you never see.
0: You don't, I don't see anybody taking the, the chariots, but if they do yeah, take true, them, it's usually true. not the lions. Uh, two plus Tyranoc chariots. That could, oh, that's right, because they could be in units, can't
1: they? Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: A skycutter. You've taken that.
1: Uh, a couple times. I don't I don't mind the skycutter. Units think it's of okay. two
0: or more great eagles. Dude, that's right up your alley. Yeah, you did yeah that I'll with take me. that. That annoyed the hell out of me.
1: <laughs> now, the sisters, I'm not quite sure that's a concession.
0: No, oh, you like the sisters. Well, they
1: i am not the only one. They're—they're they're generally, you know, a pretty good choice. Well, there you go. So I'm not quite sure how those got in there, but—but uh, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of those games um, for prep. One against Grants, orcs and goblins against his dwarves. Now the good thing there was I lost this game, but in the end, the Arachnarch got in, charged, and did a um, a poison surge on his dwarf lord and killed him in
0: one shot. Nice. Yeah, that was
1: awesome. It's five wounds. I poof. see there's
0: something wrong with your keyboard at home. Hmm? I'm looking at this list. I got High Elves, Orcs and Goblins, VC, and DFS. There's obviously something. There's a problem here. Or oh. DRFS. Yeah, apparently you're missing keys or you don't know how to type <laughs> or something. I don't know. Jack hole. <laughs> Diffs. <laughs>
1: Such a tool i, swear. I, I no, that was an honest mistake <laughs> it, I meant it to be derfs. <laughs> oh, uh, oh that's better. it is better. I
0: meant to misspell it less <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, you should be happy that I even put him in here, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so,
1: so what do you think of these um in terms of their being concessions
0: that's kinda cool you get you get bonus points for a weaker list. You can still take st- uh, Now, what happens if you take really good stuff. Like what if I took a lord level Manfred and then took some of this other stuff? Do I mean there's no penalties for taking no, a lord? No,
1: as long as you as long as you get um at least one of each criteria, then you can take anything else within that, you know, for your for your characters as long as you take a special character.
0: I could totally do this. A Vargolf, yeah. a corpse card, 30 skeletons. I mean, yeah, dude.
1: Okay, so here's how the scoring breaks down. If you take one concession, you get plus one. If you take two, you get plus three. If you take three, you get plus six. And if you take one from each of the four categories, you get plus ten.
0: Okay, so when you say take three, I couldn't take three units of 30 skeleton warriors and get a plus six? No,
1: no, no, no. It's one from each category.
0: Okay. So... Oh, so you couldn't take a unit of fifteen Spearman and a unit of fifteen Seaguard and get double no, bonuses. no, no. If
1: I'd have to take one of each, and I would, or one of either.
0: Oh, so I'd it's, get it's one a point. concession in in characters, a concession in in core, in a concession core, in rare. rare Correct. A black coach, a corpse cart, some skeletons. I'm yeah. yeah, you could totally do it. What do you think of the dwarf uh, breakdown? Well, okay, let's see. Special characters, ex- excluding Grim and oh man. Rune Lord, Demon Slayer, Dragon Slayer. That might be a little rough. I don't know if I... Because when I make my dwarf list, I don't necessarily want to take special characters. Um, I'd probably just take a a Slayer, throw a Slayer in there. 15 warriors without great weapons or thunderers. Just thunderers in general. Okay. Hmm. Iron Breakers, Miners, or 10-plus Slayers. And then a Flame Cannon, 10-plus Rangers, or a Gyro Bomber.
1: Hmm... Is a flame cannon considered a uh, soft, like a bad choice? Well, you know, on, it's, on paper it seems pretty
0: good. I, I like them, but if you're taking that, then you're probably not getting the organ guns and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, true. that's what it's. You're taking this, you're not taking an organ. I've taken gyro bombers. I don't mind them. They're not great mm-hmm. because that you know you you're, you drop the you know it's basically like a mobile, um, stone thrower. Yes, yeah, stone thrower. Yep. Ah, oh, they're not bad. That's not bad. Iron Breakers, Miners, or Slayers. I like Miners. Um, the 15 Warriors without great weapons is... I mean, that's, that hurts. That's a lot of points. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Hand Weapon Shield, though, isn't that bad, you know. You put a Rune Smith in there. Yeah, they become a
1: defensive way. bunker.
0: Yeah. So, it's not bad. It's not great. I mean, I, no. I don't know if... Uh, it's much easier for me to write a VC list to get ten points, sure. than it would be for me to write a dwarf list and get ten points.
1: I, I will say these games are very fun because you see across the, the you know the table all these units that you just never see nowadays, you know, and, that and cool. that's refreshing. Yeah, it's really refreshing. So I, I played the grant the one time. Um, Ryan Nickel had what he called the underground GT at his place. Right. Uh, this was kind of uh, I think twelve of us came together. Roughly half of them are going to Rock Wars, and we played a kind of a Swiss um, pairing-style tournament. Okay. Which was cool. Um, I took an all-goblin list led by uh, Skarsnik, which was just awful. (laughs) (laughs) And if you look at the Ork and Goblin um, list of concessions, you get the bonus for for taking regular goblins, but not if you take night goblins.
0: Oh, wait. Those are goblin goblins. Regular goblins. Yeah. I've never... Dude, I have them, and I never saw them on a table. Regular goblins? Yeah. In fact, I, bought, I went out and bought because I was like, oh, these are kind of cool. The forest goblins. I remember buying a whole bunch of them. I think I've got thirty or forty of them.
1: Uh, yeah, I've have seen them occasionally. Kevin Coleman out of the East Coast. He he likes to run big hordes of them. And they, you know when they Coleman get Coleman the ran a save? unit
0: of fifty uh, spider riders at Adepticon the <laughs> earlier though, so <laughs> Coleman's yeah, just yeah. insane. I like him, but damn.
1: Well they're pretty good, you know that's more it's pretty durable as far as goblins go. They get the yeah. light armor shield and the the parry, so true. But uh yeah, over at Ryan's uh he was kind enough to open up his place for three games. Um and you know I, I went one win and two losses A loss against uh, Lawrence. This is um, Dennis's uh, fiance, right? Her Skaven. I just couldn't kill enough points in time. And one of my concessions was the Giants, and ugh, the Giants just awful. (laughs) There's just no good matchup for the Giants.
0: I've seen the Giants smash things though.
1: Not against Skaven. Maybe there's nothing to smash. It's all toughness three, strength three. You know, crap. Yeah,
0: you got to run him straight and try to get him in the backfield, and that ain't happening.
1: No, no. Um, so, but although the wizard that I took on the carpet, the level four goblin in this (laughs) game did well, um, you know, that, that vortex that he shot out, the the The, curse of the bad moon. Yeah. That was, that was a good, um, good combination. But the key is you have to take out all the enemies shooting, which is tough to do because I think half of the people there were playing elves. So there's all the shooting all over the place. Um, so the second game was against Eric West's Hiles, and he just crushed me. I didn't have a prayer. Yeah. He, uh, talk about, now you know uh, how it feels. Yeah, yeah. He had the, the, the Dragon Prince bus and a Frosty and a bunch of shooting. And yeah, that one was uh, pretty ugly. Yeah. And then the uh, last game was against uh, Tim Cornstubble's Ogres. Now, this one I managed to win uh, only because he didn't have any shooting. And I was able to avoid combats and do the fanatic thing and – Itchy nuisance his, uh, I don't know, the, the stone horn oh, no. a couple times to slow it down. So, yeah, but it was fun. Um,
0: it sounds like a good time.
1: Yeah, yeah. that was the first time I'd ever shotgunned a beer.
0: See, I didn't see you in that picture. I was going to ask about that. <laughs> no, I was there. Where you you were see the, the back of my, yeah, you
1: see my back.
0: Oh, okay, because I saw everyone shotgunning him, and I'm like, use not in this picture. I'm like, now, I know you're not a big drinker, but he drinks beer. That's the first time. How old are you?
1: I'm 39.
0: 39. That's the first time you've shotgunned a beer?
1: Yeah. I. I Did you go to college? It. I mean... I, I did, but I, I didn't... My group didn't do that. We, we, you know, did other things.
0: Oh, that's right. You're Asian. You sat around and did math. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you racist. I'm totally derf. terrible. I'm so bad. I know. No, uh, we,
1: we drank, too. But, you know, it was... You know, straight to hard liquor. No, that's Japanese. Jeez,
0: <laughs> oh, I'm
1: yeah, sorry. You know, we we're we we're busy. You know, making chopsticks out of wood and <laughs> practicing math on our abacus.
0: <laughs> i uh, you know, I'm just teasing you. Yeah, yeah. dude, I'm but Polish. Like, had you, you ever
1: know. had you ever shotgun a beer? Uh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. that was an intru- fun experience.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's you know it's silly. I mean. I remember doing it and then I remember thinking, you know what? I'm wasting a lot of beer because this is kind of spilling I think everywhere. it's all over the place. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just making a mess. I'm not getting to the what I want to be doing, which is drinking.
1: Well, you so, are drinking, but, but you're yeah. also choking. and Exactly. But anyway, so at the end of the tournament, it was funny because, you know, Ryan works for Hormel. He supplies us with spam, which, by the way, I have two cans for you. Yes. Um, he made everyone leave his house with, like, a bag of tortilla chips and salsa and jalapenos you like you had to choose and he had this big it was like a two gallon massive can of nacho cheese
0: i saw that picture too
1: <laughs> what was it that he had it i'm like oh i can i take this he's like yeah sure so i took it home and uh yeah we we actually opened it and had this big plate of nachos and everything—it's just massive.
0: Oh, those are awesome! I used to remember when we used to be in high school and we would work at the concession stands. Those are the kind of take the, the you, you stick that under the industrial can opener, take the lid off, oh, yeah. and you slap the uh, the pump dispenser on the top and just start pumping yeah, out it, all that cheese away. <laughs> I just saw that picture of you with the straw and it like, I'm like, what is he doing? Well, that's
1: the thing at the theater. You always run out of cheese, and you have all these nachos left over. Exactly. Never again, my friend. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> so, thanks for Ryan for putting on that event, and you know, he we, he used the um, that tournament software. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? War Score. Yeah, War Score. Yeah, and that was really good. It was a good system. So I think I'd like to run a, a tournament to, out of my place using is it the same software. It'd be cool to see people running you know, these uh, friendly small-scale tournaments out of their
0: home. Well, you know, I did talk to Bill, and, um, you know, he's, you know, Bill Robertson sort of mm-hmm. invent. And dude, it's so weird because he was just working on this, and all of a sudden it's just, like, here. Like, I mean, it's really weird because I right. know we know him. But it's like, hey, I've got this software. And it's like, oh, this works. And I, I didn't realize when he said he was working on some idea how flexible it could be and all the things he's going to be able to do with it and how, you know, the, the website will have it and you can upload everything to it. Um, but we're going to have him on soon. He's, yeah, we
1: should. Uh, it was it's it's definitely worth talking about because, yeah, when I saw it in action, I was really impressed.
0: Well, if we don't cover Nagash next episode, and we got to do it in the next couple, because otherwise somebody else is going to do it right. and steal our thunder, and I'll be pissed. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll we'll have Bill on like whatever. Absolutely, episode. yeah, because that'll be fun, and then we could play Would You Rather again. Because what the yeah, hell? Yeah, there you go. So, um, yeah, it's. So, anything else? Uh,
1: That's about it for my other.
0: All right. I think we're done. So, we need to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have Steve Herner on from the Holy Hammers. Is it Holy Hammers or Holy Hammerers? I always forget. Holy Hammerers. Okay. Got it. Yeah. They're the people, not the objects. Right. There we go. And um, he's going to be on. He's going to be talking about he's... God, everybody's got delusions of grandeur going on here. I can't even paint one freaking dwarf. Everybody else has got, you know, he's got his own tournament he's running now, the yeah. Holy Wars, yeah, uh, which looks to be great. It looks yeah, like that does it, look like I mean, a lot. I, of I really like what I'm seeing coming. Six from games, yeah, oh, man, sign me up. So we'll have him on. He's going to talk about that and all the cool stuff he's going to be doing. And then later on, we're going to have Brandon Palmer on. We're going to be talking about display boards and, and, you know, that kind of stuff. So. Yeah.
1: We're chock full of hobby.
0: Dude, we've been to a lot of hobby lately. And and a display board episode. I think this is a good idea. This is really going to be fun. I think so. All right, folks. We will be back. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm. It doesn't separate from the base. They custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. BattleFoam, protecting your eyes.
1: Welcome back to the garage, everyone, and we are joined by a very special guest, Steve Herner. Uh, you may know him as part of the Holy Hammerers crew. Welcome, Steve.
5: Hi. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Glad to be here.
0: Glad to have you. So absolutely. Um, so, Steve, um, you have, uh, you know, you were on a few episodes ago, and you've been, you've come back to the hobby after a short break, and here you are, man. <laughs> Within a couple of years, you're getting Best Painted nominations. You've got a huge club going with the Holy Hammers, and now you're running your own tournament. What's going on with you guys <laughs> over there?
5: Yeah, I'm really just totally insane. Um, I, yeah, um, the Holy Wars. Well, it started, you know, back when we formed a club back in 2011, Pat Brock and I were downstairs here at the HQ in my basement. Playing games and rolling dice and having a great time, and then we said, you know, hey, I think we could do a tournament, and, and we were kind of like talking about it back then, and and then um, and then we went to Bits, and you know, we thought, wow, yeah, we should maybe try to do this someday, and you know, it just kind of we, we talked and milled around about you know ideas and stuff, and then I went to Wapaca last year, and um, and then you know Wapaca registration came around, and the Raj, you know, he. He uh, he he sent out that blast to everybody that hey look you know you got to sign up at X time on X day and there's going to be a Midwest cap so I was like holy cow you know that's that's kind of crazy that that we're, we might have some guys that we love to play with that might not make it into Wapaca. and so then I um, covertly reached out to some of the Lords of War secretly this was even before I talked to the to the Holy Hammers mm-hmm. um, and I said hey guys you know if I was if I was going to hold a tournament, let's say between Wapaca and Adepticon, would you guys be interested in coming down for it? So they put out some feelers to their clubmates and we and, uh, got a lot of positive response. Um, and so then I started talking to the Hammers about it. And my goal was to say, OK, look, let's bring the Wapaca and North Star experience down to the land of Lincoln. And that's what, that's what we're trying to do. Um, and the tournament, the tournament's is going to be held in in wonderful Yorkville, Illinois. <laughs>
1: hey, that's the the location of the previous Chicago Battle Bunker. So
5: was it really? I didn't know. Yeah,
1: that. before yep. it closed.
5: No kidding, I, I had no idea. So anyway, so it's going to be down in Yorkville, and um, we got the Hampton Inn, and we got an incredible rate. I figured, you know, we wanted to. We, we went from originally starting off to be to to have sixty players, and then we decided, you know what, in our first year, considering we only have five months to put this whole thing together, um, we'll we'll trim it down to thirty for our first year,
1: and then we'll, well see. Now that uh, registration is done, and I think it's almost full, if not full. Completely. Yeah,
5: we, we haven't closed registration yet. We're we're it, we have right now, as of today, Neil Vermeulen just signed up today, so we have we have two spots left right now.
1: So it, it signed up pretty quickly. So, do you think yeah. if you had gone with sixty, that uh, you could have hit that?
5: Um, I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. Um, more than likely not. Um, but then again, we still have five months till the event, and mm. we are going to establish a waiting list so that um, if if we do reach capacity, because you know you always have drops. I mean, those things right. they, they they happen. Um, and a lot of our locals, a lot of local players, didn't not as many locals signed up as I thought would, you know, um, well, I, I think,
1: uh, d- due to what David alluded, had alluded to before, given yeah, the timing the right between Adepticon and Wapaca, it's kind of people yeah. have to choose, you know, which way, which one they have to go to.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. Without question. And, and, um, you know, the, uh, it was, you know, 60 people probably, yeah, too much to, too much to, to expect, in a in a tournament for a first year and, um you know I, I to be to be to be totally fair chris I, I i guess you know it's a good question we probably wouldn't have filled it you know to be totally honest okay, fair enough um you know but i mean you never know though
1: so yeah, then it begs the question if uh if it comes down to it to the weekend of the event and you still have a waiting list will you open it up to those people or are they kind of they'll have to wait no, till next year
5: no they definitely open it up we want to fill all 30 ta- uh all 15 tables we want to, we would want to open it up. So if we, you know, we would definitely open it up to the waitlist if we wind up getting a wait list. Um, some guys off of IWFB who've yet to sign up, who are waiting for my decision on the, on the undead legion. Oh,
1: at the, the end uh, times. Yeah. The blah, end blah, times. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll circle back to that in a minute. Cause I do want to touch on that. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, so you mentioned, you know, this, the genesis of this was Wapaka and the waiting list and, I think there's probably some connection maybe to the u s masters in a in a broader sense uh is this tournament in your mind is it uh, is it a regional strictly a regional thing you mes- you mentioned the hammers have an east coast chapter that are coming out is it open to players nationwide or strictly a midwest region
5: right now our tournament wouldn't qualify for masters as a masters qualifier under its current um setup with only thirty players so um for this year yeah it's wide open
1: um Perhaps. Is, it your, is it your plan to maybe eventually become a Midwest qualifier of some
5: sort? It, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, I, I would love for that to happen. We're going to be using WarScore, um, and I've been talking with Bill about it and um, figuring out you know, how we can best use the tool. Um, that's, you know, that's a great software. Yeah, Score is
0: awesome. Bill, yeah. Bill has done a hell of a thing, and it's just sort of like this quiet thing. He put it out, and it's like, and so it's
1: so easy. We, uh, Ryan Nickel used it at his uh, underground GT a couple of weekends ago. And if
0: Nickel can figure it out. Well, that's the thing. It, <laughs> it wasn't
1: even Nickel. It was Nickel's wife well, who, was, who was entering okay, in not, the data. I'm and,
0: not going to make that joke because that's... <laughs> Nickel's well, I'm wife just saying, nice. you, know,
1: the, uh, you know, the average <laughs> person off the street who's
5: not Warhammer savvy necessarily. Right. That's how user friendly it is. That's all I'm saying. Oh,
0: no, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's,
5: so I was sold because I was at that event as well, and I was sold on it after seeing how, how it performed. And um, one of the things that set, that really separates the Holy Wars from the other area tournaments is we're playing six games of Warhammer. Six games, not five, yeah. but six.
1: That's, um, that's, a, that's a lot of Warhammer. I'm, I I love the idea, but then that begs the question on Sunday, because typically okay. if you have two games on Sunday, yep. uh, it's getaway day. Uh, what's right. uh, What kind of time frame are you looking at on that Sunday?
5: Well, we're looking at we're looking at starting early. Um, we don't have a schedule released yet, mm-hmm. um, but it'll be an early call. Um, and part of the way the scoring is set up is that you know you're gonna um, you're gonna get you're gonna get sports points to p- for playing all your games. That's gonna contribute. So we got we got some motivator built in there. To, to oh, I see. That's that's yet. why
1: Wapaca has uh twenty five full points for playing all your games. Right, for showing yeah. up for. Is.
5: The majority of the players are coming from Minnesota, and when we floated the idea of six games, they were all thumbs up. You know, it just it like, like yeah, they loved it. Um, we're going 2,500 points, win-lose-draw. Um, we're going to have unique scenarios. We're going to pull the scenarios out of the book, right? So it's going to be Warhammer unless, of course, uh, who knows if unless Games Workshop drops the ninth edition on us, like some of the rumors are saying. <laughs> but as of right now, blah, blah, it's... blah, 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 blah. <laughs> As of right now, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's more as we know it, and um, I said win, lose or dry, Yeah, twenty five hundred points. What we're going to be doing is uh, each table is going to be themed, and then we're going to be. Ha- I'm designing custom terrain around those tables. And I've I,
1: I've, I've been follow- I've been following the artwork that you've been posting. Yeah. And uh, as a fellow you know creative arts professional, I love the stuff that you're doing. And you're you're you are a professional or are a pro illustrator. So yeah. <laughs> the yeah. stuff that you're putting up is, you know, high quality stuff. Um, maybe uh, maybe when we next meet, you can uh, give us an autograph or something. <laughs>
5: yeah, <sure. laughs> Whatever, dude. Um, <laughs> I don't want an autograph.
0: Just bring more of that blue.
5: Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally, man. It'll be a pack of for sure. Wait, who's the one who knocks? I'm the one who knocks.
0: Hearns and Berg. Uh,
5: <laughs> It's not you, Dave. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, Dave. It's not you. Not when Um, you're on
0: the line, it's not.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Each player will have their own special mission, and these will be randomly generated for each of the six turns, so you're never going to really know what you're going to get. But you'll have a secret mission, and these secret missions are going to be quite unique, so it should really add a, a, a nice flavor to the game because you could one mission your opponent could be doing things in deployment that you'll be scratching your head at like, whoa, what the heck is going on? And it could be because of their se- his or her secret mission, um, and then you'll also have uh, battle objectives. You know, bonus obje- an objective point, like you know having you know where fortitude comes into play, um, okay. and you'll have to ca- maybe you have to capture table quarters, and so there'll be a, two opportunities to earn bonus points in the round uh, battle points. You know, you'll have your secret mission point, and then you'll have this uh, the table objective um, that, you, that you can gain. So um the terrain, like I said, is not gonna be, you know, it's not gonna be crazy broken. But that was one of the things I loved about Wapaca. They had some special homebrew terrain. Um, you know, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna every every
1: table's different, have its kind yeah, yeah. of character.
5: Right. And that's and we're going that direction. And the really cool thing is that just about all the terrain that I've the some of the tweets of the pictures of the sketches, you know, like the shifting sands, for example, which is one that's just about ready to be uh to be Finally sealed and then painted, uh, all the terrain is uh, featured on the maps in the Army book, okay? So if, nice. you, go, if you go into your Army book, those aren't just – I just didn't pull those out of the air, pull them out of my ass. They're there. They're they're, they're a part of it. So when you go into your Army books and you, and you search around, the only one that's actually unique is the nest of the Arachnurach. So that was just you're, too – You're
0: assuming that these – that these whack players are looking at the pictures and, and, and leaving those, the, the, the back pages with I'm the sure they're, and they're the points. Some people
1: are saying there was a map,
0: there's a map. There's pictures in that book.
1: <laughs> right.
0: You're right. You're totally right. Uh, we, I, I'm certain there's people who still send us emails who are like, you made up all that fluff stuff, right? There's, I've never seen any of that in the book.
5: <laughs> right. I know. It's kind of crazy when I, I actually, we, one of our club members is a, uh, He's a big time, um, where he's a chaos guy. And, um, the shifting monolith is one of the, I don't think I posted a shi- uh, a, um, a sketch, uh, an image of the sketch for that one. And when I was, when, during the council meeting, I was sh- telling him about the shifting monolith. He's like, that's not on there. I'm like, yeah, it is. Look at the map. And, you know, he slips over to the map. He's like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I guess I never really studied that. So, <laughs> um, so we're pulling out these little, nice little tidbits, you know, there's these little things that, they are going to be in there and, and we're adding some stuff to it. You know, the, uh, the blighted marshes, for example, with the Skaven, um, it's going to be this huge, the, the theme of the table, I don't know how much you know about the Skaven fluff, but the Skaven, it's going to be, it's going to be a board that looks wet, you know, kind of like my Skaven display board. It's going to be all water Swampy, effect. It's going you know. to be swampyish. yeah, marshes and stuff. The blighted marshes, the Skaven blighted marshes, you know, because the, the bell rung 13, and it just rained and rained and rained and rained, and, rained and that's mm. when the Skaven were born. And so one of the designs, the concept is to have the clock tower on the table. So um, oh, that's, wow. that's kind of a work in progress right now. I'm not I'm not entirely sure I'll be able to pull it off, but we'll see. Um, I'm pretty excited about that one being a Skaven nut. And uh, we have our first sponsor, actually, for this tournament, believe it or not. We oh, have the sponsor? Um, Castle Kits. Um, they, do, uh, they put together... Um, you know, her starts. Um, this guy pr- provides you the kit, everything you need. He's the guy I got my warlock house and my windmill fur uh that I had on display on the display board at uh at bits. Yeah, so yeah. he he's going to be giving us uh prizes uh towards the event and we're trying to get a few more. So so that's pretty cool. It was, it was pretty Very great to, to get well, him. I, 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 I
1: I like the sounds of everything that you're saying and I'm I'm if I can make it, then I will be there. I, I understand there's only two spots left, so I'm going to do my best to get there.
5: Well, you know, we're going to need a ringer.
1: Uh, <laughs> a ringer <laughs> that wins or loses, because if you want yeah, one who wins, I'm your huckleberry.
5: Yeah, right. Um, you never know. We've got, you know, we're going to, we're going um, to, <laughs> I'll take one that wins. Why not? What the hell? Um,
0: are <laughs> you, last place. You got to earn your win.
5: <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: Um, Sob's yes. thinking just because you're going to be a hobby hero and sit on the bottom table, you're going to get a free win.
1: Screw you! you can't just give it to him. You got to <laughs> earn it. <laughs> Tough love, baby. Tough love.
5: <laughs> and then, um, last year, Dave, you were at Invasion Kenosha. Remember?
0: Yes, I was. Yeah, and you won it, right? That's yes, I did.
5: <laughs> and so I was inspired by what John did at Invasion Kenosha, and we're going to have
0: some was, additional awards. That was so, so much. You know, John runs a hell of a one day tournament like if that guy ever got his mindset to wanting to run something big yeah I'm certain it would be phenomenal but I also know John he likes to do one days and keep it small because I don't think anybody goes there and takes it really serious you know right right and so he can have all the fun in the world with it I'm you know uh, I'm so sad that it's sort of on hiatus until he finds a new place and a new thing and gets things in order
5: yeah, well, I would I wouldn't be surprised if we see something maybe next year. He and I got a, kind of going back and forth, and he he uh, he was really instrumental in helping me to um, excuse me to find my location and stuff, and helping me out on what to look for and and uh, but with John, John, you know, at Invasion Kenosha, you know, he had two um, two awards that I thought were really awesome. He had this thing that he called the Golden Stein and the uh, the, the uh, WFB hobbyist. And so I took inspiration from that. And what we're going to have is we're going to have the best hammer hobbyist. And that's going to be an award to the, to the overall army that exemplifies the hobby that we love. And this is going to be strictly based on the judges. So it's going to be everything, you know, and, and it's going to be, does your army tell a story? Does your army have a cohesive theme? Is it well painted? Is there the conversions? And it's going to be the one that You know, really stands out in our opinion. And then then we're going to have uh, the best model, and it's going to be an individual model. Um, It could be anything. It could be a rank-and-file troop. Um, It's going to be that model that just kind of jumps out at us when we're looking at the board. It's not going to be like uh, Paca where you have the uh, man of intrigue. intrigue, Oh, He puts
0: puts it on the table. John did a bunch where you could enter – you could enter uh, – right. he had like three or four different contests, enter mm-hmm. a monster. He even had the one contest where it was like enter anything. It didn't even have to be a Warhammer model. Just like right. this is the best model. This is the best monster model. This is the best infantry mm-hmm. model. Chris, yeah. you yeah. won something for that too.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it was best character.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to –
5: what we're going to do for that particular um, – mo- for the best model, what we're going to have on our judges sheets is we're going to – we're going to call out those models, right? And then, as judges, we're going to go back and look at that, and then vote on them. And we have kind of our own little rubric for that—that that, that, um, on what we think. So, um, and and how we're going to, you know, um, how we're gonna how we're gonna how we're gonna judge them and the whole deal. So, I don't want to release too much yet because we're still put, dotting the I's and crossing the t's on some of that stuff. So, it'll be cool. It'll be it'll be fun to 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 do that. And that's the thing that we want. The thing about the about this tournament, what we really want to stress to everybody is, you know, have fun, come down, drink beer, roll dice, and just enjoy the game we love and the hobby we love and celebrate it. And that's really what it's ultimately what we're hoping to get out of it. Right on. Well, two questions.
1: Um, one, I'm assuming with the, the, the hobby emphasis of the tournament itself, that painting would be required, three color minimum, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Without-
5: yeah, and if you don't have a three, if you don't have a three color uh, minimum, that's why we need ringers too. So we'll ask you to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will. It's just it's an important part. It's the, right. the hobby that's like my most important part. Um, you guys have seen my armies. You know how I feel yeah. about it, and um, so to me, that's pretty huge. So no, I,
1: I agree. It's it's a chance for everyone to bring out their best. Right. You know, if you if you do that, I think it's only fair that you ask other players yeah. to do the same. Yeah.
5: And we will just for clear, just for transparency' sake, we'll be releasing a painting rubric for everybody, so they know exactly what they need, so that they don't get disqualified or lose their painting points. You know, I okay. mean, yeah, tra- so people know what they're walking into. Yeah, right? so they know what they're walking into. I mean, I would hate to kick somebody out who traveled four and a half hours down to play the games. Right, but you know, it's going to be a big chunk of your points you're going to lose. You know, it's 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 in our scoring system right now. It's you can earn up to thirty points. No, it'll be it'll be no, it's gonna be thirty thirty for battle, thirty for sports, and then uh the the thirty for paint, which is ninety, and then the ten point bump for playing all your games to get you to a hundred.
0: Oh, so you're splitting it up one third, one third, one third. Yeah. All right.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, ten for attendance. Nice. Right. Well let, let's let's talk
1: briefly about the uh the war mammoth in the room. the end times.
5: Yeah, okay. Should
1: should this be a tournament? Uh, part of tournament
0: gaming. And you really David,
1: want... you chime in too. Yeah. Well,
0: Dave, what's your opinion first? Really? Both... Okay. I, well, I don't know if we've actually, we're going to cover this in another section, but you know, I mean, I don't know yet. I almost want to wait and see what they, what they're actually going to do with it. It just seems to me like right now, I mean, everyone's jumping that either you have to or whatever. The, I, I look at that undead legions thing and I'm like, dude, dude I could break this, you know, yeah. Yeah. It seems like you could take advantage of it and I don't think anybody's played enough games right now to know. I mean, hey, you want to run it, you want to say bring it, I'll bring it. I mean, yeah. Hey, it's making me want to run out and buy damn Tomb Kings despite how ugly them skeletons are. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: well, what do you what do you think, Steve, for your um, events? Okay. Where are you leaning?
5: Yeah. Um <laughs> which way am I leaning my right side is yes my left side is no I'm so political um, <laughs> it's 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 tough I mean when it first when when the news dropped um, you know we have a couple of VC we have a VC and a Tom King player in our club and the immediate reaction is like oh yeah we can do this we can do this we can do this and um, my re- reaction was hold on a second just just let the dust settle first and let's see because that's pre- That's a pretty big deal. Fifty percent lore choice, and um, and the fact that the two armies can align when nobody else can, um, mm-hmm. just that in itself to me, it just doesn't quite feel right. Now well, you're
1: also throwing in a, a brand new lore that apparently <laughs> everyone has access to. I, I haven't seen these spells, but if well, they're anything I'm, like the BRB lores, they could be game breaking.
5: Well, they're they're. We were just reviewing them last night, actually. Um, And, you know, we kind of were taking a look at them. And and I really don't think they're game breaking um, from the standpoint of if I, you know, I I see no reason why as a Skaven player I would or a Wood Elf player that I would take these lures. There's really not um, anything that jumps out of me that says, oh, yeah, that's going to be game changing for me. I mean, maybe the idea of the Wood elves being able to resurrect some skeletons to get in the way. But I'm such a fluff gamer. That doesn't fit for me.
0: You know, it's like. See, and that's it. And it really seems to be one of those. Like more of a, I don't know, like a campaign type thing.
5: Yeah. Well, that's how I, I mean, I listened to Curry today. I listened to Bad Dice and he twice called it a campaign, but then yet he said he's going to let it in uh, to blood and glory. And, um, you know, the thing is the way he, the way he looked at it was he's like, yeah, fine. You can bring Nagash and, but you better make sure you have enough fortitude because fortitude is going to make or break a battle for you. So that could be the equalizer there um
1: could be that and watchtower those types of things
5: yeah i mean if you if as a to if you're designing your scenarios around the fact that you don't want to have somebody smashing face with nagash um consistently at your tournament you could you could conceivably design your scenarios to kind of level the playing field a little bit um for me as a player i've played plenty of games against vc and as you have chris and you know, I ignore. I, I just try to ignore the stuff that gets resurrected. You know, whenever possible, especially if I'm playing my wood elves, I'm just dancing around it. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, resurrect as many zombies as you want, Dave. I don't give a damn. I'm not even going to go after them. Um, so, it, it, you know, and and the
0: thing is too is that's okay because they're coming for you. That's, that's <laughs> <what's> important. <It's, laughs> ignore them at your peril. Right, right.
1: Just kill that general, and they'll all go away. Yeah, not anymore.
5: Anymore. Not anymore. It's, it's the other, that's the other thing, man. See, that's the other thing. It's like, well, where's the pick and
0: choose these rules, man? Yeah, that's what I'm saying See? I'm not saying it shouldn't be used in tournaments. I'm saying give it a chance to figure out what works and what doesn't. Right? But, you know, I mean, I just wish... that rule saying there's no crumble anymore when the general dies. Yeah, that's pretty huge. <laughs> um, yeah, that is huge.
5: And then, then the two kings getting the ability to actually march. I believe.
0: If they're within 12 inches of the general, hell yeah, yes. Yeah. That's pretty oh, yeah.
5: good. I mean, that's pretty damn good, man. I mean, you know, um, the the uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm really regretting the fact that I can't go to Screw City because I would love to see some of that in action, um, especially now that I'm a going to become a T.O. <laughs> mm-hmm. It would be nice to observe that and see what it's really like. Um, well, I, I will be there and I'll
1: be, I'll experience that firsthand so I can pass on, you know?
5: Yeah. I would
1: appreciate that big time. Um, that'd
5: be huge. Oh. I, well, I want it to be that way. I do. Um, I, I, I kind of want it to work. I really, there's a part of me that really wants it to work. Um, and I, and I love the fact that they're, ex- it feels like they're accelerating the store, the, the storyline finally. In, in with the fluff they there and they're trying to do something a little bit different. Um, I just, it's just like anything else. You just kind of wish they would have prepped us a little bit more for it or, uh, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. gave us a little heads up. That this was coming. Cause I've heard, I, I was listening to the, the dimensional cascade and they were talking about, uh, what is it? Sigmar's blood. Is that the one?
0: Yep. There was a yeah. lot of hints in there, I haven't picked up the, 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 there's a there's an actual book, a black library book that I didn't buy and read, but uh in the game stuff there's hints at it, but in the book it lays out part of the story yeah
5: so so I mean if you were to go if you were really being analytical about it, you could make an argument that this is just part two of that campaign, and that this is just progressing that whole story and um and then so then where does that argument take us with allowing it into a tournament you know i it's pretty wide open right
1: now. It is. It is. It is. It's, well, it's we, we have the luxury of seeing, you know, how it does in a couple of other tournaments, Screw City, like you mentioned. I don't know if Mary Mayhem is going to allow it or Wapaka. I think they're still uh, thinking that over. So you, well, you, and we have the luxury of time
0: what to do you see. Th- yeah. What do you think, Chris?
1: Uh, well, I haven't read it, so I don't. I, it's unfair, I feel, for me to give my opinion. Okay. But my my gut feeling tells me that yeah, it's just a campaign book.
0: Well. I don't so. run a campaign because screw that noise. I got this show to do, so <laughs> right. I just go and play wherever. You know what? If it sounds like fun, I'll show up and play it. That's on. Yeah. That's for me. If it looks like it's going to be fun, I'll go and play.
1: Sounds yeah, good. I, hey, in the meantime, speaking uh, of playing, we should play a little. Uh, would you rather?
0: Oh yeah, sure. Sounds you ready, good.
1: Steve? Yeah, sure. Fire away. All right. I think these are uh, well. You let us know how the questions are. We'll start off. Uh, would you rather? <laughs> Be a in in life. Would you rather be a choppy fighter or a mystical mage?
5: Oh, man, uh, choppy fighter get all the girls. <laughs> <laughs> but you can enchant them if you're a mage. Ah, that's too sleazy, man. Just, <laughs> be like, you like that dragon? All right, baby, come on, let's go. Uh, <laughs> no, that's yeah, no, yeah, got to be the choppy fighter. No love
0: charms or never-ending purses. That's the rules. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, more yeah, definitely. All right, throw him the next one. Uh, Would you rather take,
1: in the game, would you rather take a Dispel Scroll or the Crown of Command?
0: Oh, Crown of
5: Command,
1: easy. Oh, that's that's a no-brainer, huh?
5: Yeah, because I haven't run a Dispel Scroll since, um, uh, let's see, I didn't take one to bits.
1: Um, Jeez, so you really don't, much yes. value in that yeah, I,
5: I didn't have one last weekend, Chris. At the uh, at Ryan's thing, yeah. Sure. I have I haven't run it. I haven't run the scroll. It's kind of crazy. Uh, it's cost me a couple times. You know, it cost yeah, oh, me, yeah. well, it cost me to Mike Jortal's, uh fiery convocation last year. Mm-hmm. Back, uh, mm-hmm. it was brutal. Um, well, brutal. Having the not having the crown of
1: command will will lose you games just as often, if not more. I'm yeah, worried, so. I mean,
5: the the, the the scroll. It was tough to do that to like actually play without the scroll for a while. Yeah. Because in the beginning, you, you know, you're looking for that crutch, and you say right. hey, security blanket. Yeah, where's my scroll? Right. You realize in your list you didn't take it, and you're just like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. I, gotta, I gotta eat it. Yeah. But um, I've gotten used to it, and I try to fit the crown of command, and especially with my uh, with some of the Wood Elf stuff, I'm I'm starting to look at that really hard on the oh, I see. Uh, for the wild for the Wildwood Rangers. Um, well, don't
1: tell us all your secrets, because then all the people are gonna, you know, they'll play on they'll beat Are
5: you kidding me, dude? I'm not. I, <laughs> it's by the grace of god that i'm going to walk to the masters i mean give me a break um oh that's not you're not, selling
1: yourself short you got some skills you
5: killed you destroyed me yeah yeah that's true
1: yeah well who hasn't uh yeah that's true so anyway <laughs> let's wrap it up david with the final question of would you rather
0: all right final question yeah would you rather get best painted or player's choice oh damn that's tough <laughs> God. Wow.
5: Um holy cow. I didn't expect that one. Well, you know would it be great to get best painted? Um I I think it probably would mean more to have players choice just because it's the community at large more than just a couple of votes from the judges. Um yeah, I think Player's Choice would probably be the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, think right so. I think so. I think so. And Player's Choice. Yeah, definitely. Not, not an easy question, to be sure. but. Yeah, yeah. Especially to me, man. Come on. That's-
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, before, uh, before we wrap this up here, real quick, why don't you give uh, okay. the website and the dates and stuff for uh, yeah. Holy Wars? Yeah,
5: thanks. Uh, the website is holywarsgt.com. Um, the date of the event is going to be February 28th through March 1st. Um, we are going to have, um, gaming on Friday night. We have the hall for half the day on Friday. So we're going to do some type of stuff on Friday night, uh, which should be great. Um, it's bring your own booze so you can drink as much as we want. And we're actually contemplating having a keg, but, um, the jury's still out on that one. <laughs> so, um, Yeah. So uh,
0: either way, it won't last long. No,
5: <laughs> no, it won't. And especially if we get a get a keg of PBR for Johnny. So um, man, there you go. Quick. Um, but we you know we hope to see people out there. Please sign up. The um, uh, we are going to have a wait list. So if you see that it's getting close to being filled, please just keep signing up. And then uh, when drops come, it'll be as uh, in um, order of uh, first come, first serve.
1: Gotcha. So, All right. Excellent. Well, thanks, Steve. It was a pleasure having you on, and we're looking forward to seeing you know the the aftermath of Holy Wars come yeah, up here.
5: I hope I survive, Chris. <laughs> yeah. All, All right, right, guys. I really thanks
0: thanks again for having me on. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. A lot of fun. All right, folks, and we will be right back. Back, we are, back. Back back, we are back, 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 All right, so first we had Steve Herner on, and as as seems to be the thing ever since episode 100, we got shows full of guests. We are here with Brandon Palmer from GMM Studios. Brandon, thanks for coming on. Welcome, buddy. hey guys,
6: thanks for having me. So thanks for coming on.
0: If you guys don't recognize the name, you'll recognize this Brandon. He's the What's guy that? who had the he uh, the Monty Python and the Holy Grail ogres. He had the giant uh, the giant boat, uh, <laughs> the giant chair, the giant egg. When you think of obscenely complex display boards and beautiful winning armies, that's Brandon, the blonde kid with the big weird chalice <laughs> sitting around <laughs> drinking that.
6: Right. It gets bigger every year because I always break them. I don't break them at Adepticon. I take them home, and I, for one day, I'll just be, oh, I'm going to drink out of the chalice, and I break it. Oh. That's how maybe it Maybe
1: subconscious. You've know, you got to go, always is. go bigger.
6: Yeah. No, Any bigger, and I won't be able to drink out of it.
1: Well, you know, I think the dream is to be able to bathe in that chalice.
6: I'm going to need a second chalice to pour out of the big chalice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but now you're
6: thinking. So do you, guys, you guys drink on this show, right? Are you, you guys uh, you're welcome over? to. I'm
0: drinking an iced tea at the moment.
6: Oh okay. Well I was going to drink and Go right okay. ahead. <laughs> no, no. You guys are sober. I'm not going to make this a horrible interview.
1: No. <laughs> Actually, that's a, that's a good idea. I should crack a beer too and
6: Yeah. I mean it was,
0: we're not I mean,
6: well I keep a bottle of gin handy, but that's okay. Yeah. I I'm mean, it's not
0: opposed. I don't drink when we're on the show because I just lose my... I mean, I get just...
6: <laughs> I've seen
0: that happen. I get... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've get, seen it live. I get <laughs> sidetracked enough. And you were there when we were drinking and recording at Adepticon. And I just, yes. that, that tape never made it to air because it was pretty much pure <laughs> garbage. So... A lot of Girl Scout cookies, though. It was entertaining. That man. part was... Different. So... <laughs> that was different. Anyway. Oh, what a girl can do.
1: Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, so, Brandon, let's some... Um, talk a little bit uh about the man you know behind the all the action tell us a little bit about yourself and uh how did you get into uh you know painting the displays and warhammer in general
6: uh well i started painting back when i was about 15 and i did it off and on for a little bit i started i went into a store like a lot of people do i went into a, a a local store uh here just on a some shopping trip. And I walked in and I saw the Warhammer starter set back when it was orcs and goblins and empire. And I'd always had this thing. I liked Legos when I was really little. And it was like, there was always this void of wanting to do something that was exactly what Warhammer is, but I never had it. Like I know most of us can't, you know, make little figures and Mm -hmm. action figures kind of get old, but it was like, Oh, there's this awesome rule set and these actual really well-sculpted models and I can paint them. I'm already, you know, artistic person Mm -hmm. This is perfect. So I bought it and you know, the rest is history. I just started painting more and more and I actually repainted that set like five times. I was the worst oh. when it comes to or I was back then. Uh when you're when you're when you're broke and you're young or whatever, you you can't buy more models. So when you want to improve you have to paint the same works over and over again. <laughs> you have to cannibalize them and <laughs> yeah, yeah, so redo them. They were they were really horrible. And I have pictures I should share sometime, but Oh, it, I would love to was, see those it would surprise you how horrible they are. No, well, like I Apple mean, given, given where and...
1: you know your skill level is now, I would love to see you know where you started and how you made it to the present day.
6: Yeah, I'll have to tweet those sometime. you're yeah.
0: Now you said you started when you were fifteen. How old are you now?
6: I am twenty nine. Okay. Most people don't believe that. You see a person they think I'm like sixteen. Oh, I was you gonna do say.
0: look young. <laughs> I didn't think sixteen. Although I will say this, it was so funny. Chris, I was when I was at Gen Con this year. Brandon was there with the giant chair display. I saw pictures of that, yeah. Over with Cool Mini or Not. And um, so I walk up to him, and he's doing his thing. And I'm like, dude, you should, you, you should really do some DVDs, because they had the ones there that I had seen at Cool Mini or Not when I was at Adepticon. And he's like, dude, I have some DVDs. I'm like, <laughs> what? sitting right there. And he points over to him. And it's <laughs> remember when we were at Adepticon? I was like, look at this. Paint your army in a week. Damn, somebody's painted a whole army in a week. It was like the IG army. Uh-huh. That's Brandon. That's Brandon's. Wow! You look at the back and that little fifteen-year-old-looking <laughs> kid <a> with, <laughs> with the really short—I mean, he, 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 the haircut short. He's yeah. like, oh, "I, I'm painting this army," <laughs> and I was like, wow. that I mean, I didn't want to make fun, but I was like, "That was you." It was just so funny because it's like, "How?" I'm mean, seriously, how old is that DVD now?
6: Uh that was like 2009, so that was a while ago. So seriously, I mean, hell, this
0: guy's been this guy's been putting out DVDs of how to paint.
6: Yeah, I honest... have to wear a T-shirt when I go to those things to so like so that you see the logo on my shirt and you see the logo on the thing, because otherwise I think people just think I'm I'm just some guy, you know. You're some just kid an attendee. Yeah. Who's <laughs> uh, this young guy just sitting there? No, it's, kind of hovering, wanted to get an autograph. I don't think I really look like, like I don't have a lot of tattoos or anything. I don't really look like you know what you consider the dude that might like you look at somebody like Wapple, He's got the hat going on. He's got yeah, like the style yeah, yeah. and everything. Just, you know, some guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hey, How many DVDs have you put together?
6: Uh, there's two. There's a terrain and an army painting. Ooh,
1: interesting. And both of them are available on coolminiornot.com, I take it?
6: Yeah, you can get them on there. That's the best way to go. Okay, Cool car. Excellent. Painting an army in a week. Dear Lord, <laughs> I'm slap
1: you. Well, you mentioned that you have a, a creative background. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, did you go to school for creative arts? Yeah, cases?
6: my my big thing in high school was art, and then I went to college for graphic design because art is one of those things. If you know, if you want to make money at it, you kind of mm-hmm. have to go in a, a business angle, and that's what graphic design. And I really enjoyed graphic design, but uh, it was like around the last year, my senior year, I started doing a lot more painting. It actually, I, I there was probably a good year or two in there that I wasn't painting at all. And I got back into it, and I was doing a lot for myself. And then I had, you know, a couple people here and there ask for commissions. And I realized, well, I can do this for money. And then I realized I enjoyed it a lot more, and mm-hmm. I could make kind of the same because graphic designers at first, especially at first, don't make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, well, forget it. I'm going to do this. And I went ahead and got my degree. It was like, you know, last semester. But after that, I just I've never other than like I worked at a gas station when I was. 18 i didn't really i've never really had a normal job so wow so right after right out of school you hit the ground running
1: doing miniature yeah
6: and it was it was pretty rough at first i mean it's like any sort of business you get started and you've got nothing you've you've got to do a lot of things just to get your name out there and i was doing Mm -hmm. like single model here and there and um i rented a little shop because i was living with my parents and that was kind of fun Mm um but it was just it was kind of difficult but it evolved to where it is okay. now.
1: Yeah, build up clientele and, and a brand, yeah. so to speak. Okay, excellent.
6: So I just, I did that for a few years, and then eventually the whole army, it's one of those things people see you do armies, they realize I can trust you with an army, and they see me yeah. do an army all the time, and you know, it's, it's just it snowballs. Um, so it was like 2009 that I did the first Adepticon army. Uh, that's when armies really started happening, and that's when it became a little bit better and I was hmm. um I don't know the the word for it but it wasn't so bad. I wasn't doing, you know, one model a week and Oh, just right Okay.
2: Yeah.
6: paying my $200 uh, <laughs> shop rent and getting by, so Right.
1: So you started off uh doing 40k armies and displays.
6: Yeah, well mostly armies. It's pretty rare I do a display for somebody just because uh-huh. the the labor cost of it is kind of, you know, it's expensive and hmm. Um, most I'm of the people tempted. I actually paint for are not tournament people so there's no points need for a display if somebody wants a display it's purely uh, just an artistic visual reason they just want it because it's cool uh, but yeah it started back then um, it's always been mostly 40k I do like one fantasy army for every it's like one one out of every 10 armies is a fantasy army Oh, okay.
0: is it easier painting 40k armies I mean do you do a lot of space marines and stuff like that
6: yeah, it's a lot of space. Mar- a lot of every army, really. Um, I I'm not exactly sure why that is. I think there's a lot of things like painting tanks is harder for a person to pick up and do. So you know, commission painting for 40k is a little bit. It's you know, there's more desire for that. Whereas if you're playing vampire accounts or something, you've got 100 skeletons, mm. you know, an average joke, and to make that look really good. So there's more. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <That's insane. laughs> I wasn't implying anything. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I think there's, there's more in 40K that is more difficult to paint. But that's not saying that there is a lot of things in fantasy that are equal as crazy. I mean, look at this Nagash thing that just came out. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so, you know, I'm looking at mine cool. right now. This thing's gorgeous. But it's, I don't know. It's, what mostly I'm a, do. it's mostly a property of the rule system because they have to rank up. The models have to be a little bit more simple. So it's, it's a little bit of that too.
0: Yeah, is that, there, that's either... why the Bloodthirsters are a pain to rank up, because they're designed for the 40K <laughs>
6: ones. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah.
6: Whenever do you... I do those, I have to basically convert every model. Oh. Because oh. they don't rank of... up.
1: Do you prefer painting one system over the other, or is there a particular army that you enjoy painting the most?
6: I could take one or the other and be perfectly happy, but since there's both, I prefer to paint 40K and I prefer to play fantasy. But I will gladly play or paint either one. It's just slight... Preference in that regard to each one.
0: If, if you have one army that was your favorite to paint, you got one. I mean, I mean,
6: uh, Nurgle stuff is a lot of fun because it's it's more painterly than anything else. Mm, you cool. can do a lot of things with it that you you know you don't really get the opportunity to to do on clean stuff.
1: What would be the hardest army to paint for you?
6: Uh, hardest army. I should, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Ultramarines,
6: no, not no. <laughs> <laughs> what blue. I don't. There's not really a hardest. Um, I mean, some of the easier ones would be like something like ultramarines. Um, I can't. I honestly can't think of some high elves are kind of difficult, uh, just because there's so much clean stuff and there's a lot of right. detail on them. Dwarves are pretty it, you, just the way that they are. It's not even it's that all, they're it's hard. All weird. Yeah, it's it's. There's something weird about dwarves that. I don't know. Yes. It's not that it's not that they're difficult. It's just that yeah, I don't even know. You could just like, say, you watch say it. It Just say that they're weird. You we can agree on that. Dwarves are weird. It.
0: Any it's schlub weird. could paint skeletons. <laughs> Come on, what, what the hell is going on? <laughs>
6: but I'll paint. I really, honestly, I'll paint anything. I could paint. I've said it before. I'll paint ultramarines for the rest of my life, and I'm happy. I don't. I just like to paint stuff, so I'll paint anything. What's um? If, sorry, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, if you could talk to us a little bit about the displays, because I think a lot of people know you, especially on the fantasy side. I think that's the the pageantry that came along with the displays that you presented at uh, Adepticon is, I think, really made a big splash, uh, beginning with um, the ogres, if I'm not mistaken, the Holy Grail-themed ogres um, Mm -hmm. some years ago.
6: Yeah, that's... Uh, I did 40k for a while, and then I just just for the fun of it, I went over to fantasy for a little bit, and I kind of stuck with that. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so, so yeah, most people would know me from the ogres, even though I had done a few before that. Uh, there's the ogres were the second army where they were built into that sort of tray that you mm-hmm. saw. That's when they started to get really big. That kind of cart thing.
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, and
6: then after that was the boat. And then after that was last year, and that was the throne and the egg chair, mm-hmm. and that was where it was like, okay, this, the problem is how do I get wheels on it? <laughs> it doesn't—they don't come with wheels anymore, so I got to figure out how to put them on there.
0: So I mean, okay, walk us through that.
6: I mean, because I, I actually saw after Adepticon
0: you tweeting pictures of furniture. Oh, yeah. this might be <laughs> a good piece mm-hmm. for. And I'm sitting there going, what? Okay, what is the thought process that you're going through? I mean, do you have an army in mind first, or do you You have? I mean, or or do you
1: see a piece of furniture and say that would work for this army?
6: It's like anything else that's creative. The best way to do it, the worst way to do it, is to sit down and draw exactly what it's going to look like, and then go and make it. The best way to do it, and I start like at Adepticon on the way there and the way back because I'm I'm done and I can start thinking about the next one, and I'm just. Think about big things I could do, different pieces of furniture, different themes and art. And like, let's say the throne. I had the throne for uh, a year or two. Uh, I bought it at an antique store and I actually used it as a computer chair for a couple of years. <laughs> and uh, I was just sitting there one day and I thought. I'm just trying to picture your place, man. <laughs> like, so that so
1: skeleton, s- the skeleton that's on the throne kind of represents you in some way.
6: I, I've, I, didn't I don't really know. Think
1: I'm, so. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm picturing you like, as, you know, like using. I, I tended to sit hand. in
6: it like that. I would be all <laughs> awesome, <laughs> but drinking from the chalice. But yeah, it sort of starts like that. Like I'll see something. I'll see a piece of furniture. You know if it stays in my head, it does if it doesn 't, I move on to the next thing like all this, all that furniture i've i 've tweeted all but one of them i 've already forgotten about, and that 's just part of the process and I learned a lot of that in graphic design school because they would teach you when you go to do a logo or anything else, you sit down and you draw a hundred different little versions mm-hmm. of it, and then from that you pick the five best and you redraw them again better and that 's just sort of a a good way to do anything creative that I learned in design school that i just i don 't even think about it anymore it 's just part of my I don't know process of doing things It's more organic yeah so basically the the boat was done and i was thinking okay what am i going to do next year and i was sitting on it and i thought okay i could make something out of this and you know of course at first i wasn't thinking of a skeleton i just thought well i could have some mountains and uh, originally it was going to be like skyrim or something with some dragons because it's kind of if you look at it and can actually see the throne it's kind of uh i don't know norse looking or something mm-hmm. um but then I was in an antique store a couple months later and I saw a skeleton and it was for sale and I bought yeah. it. And that was, you know, as soon as I saw that, I was like, OK, that's that's going in the throne and this is going to be the army. So
1: quite okay, interesting. So one of the questions that I was going to ask you is where do you get your inspiration from? But I guess you, that's a hard thing to really describe or put into words.
6: Yeah, it's really just all subconscious anyone. things that I've seen in art, in movies, and everything over the years. And if I see something and I, it clicks with me, I run with it. And if not, then, I don't know, it's 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 sort of that process of trying to find stuff. And I have hundreds of s- stupid ideas that if I had the time and, you know, you could freeze time, I'd have hundreds of these things. But I got to take mm-hmm. the best one because they're also really expensive, so... That is, that is not fun. <laughs> so this is sort of like you'll
0: know it when you see it.
6: Yeah. that's. I mean, every single thing I did to that throne, like those buildings, I just bought them because they were cool. And there's a bunch of other stuff I bought that I never used, but you just throw it on there and you see what looks best. And I spent a whole day just putting the buildings and the bases on there, just trying to figure out how it looks like. You can't sit down and draw that out and have the best option. Mm. you got to look at it from every angle. Yeah, it's, that not that like makes that sense. it's not that what you see there... What you see there was never in my head until it was done. Like, it's just a process of...
1: Right. Step by step, what feels right as you go.
6: Now, I
0: know after Adepticon this year, I know you were tweeting pictures of stuff, and I know you said you had too many of these displays to fit into your house at this
6: point. Yeah, there's no more room.
0: (laughs) Now, you had that big egg, which is like those old chairs. Like, if if people haven't seen the egg display for the... If you guys have seen the first Men in Black, when they bring them into the room to sit and do the written test with Will Smith, they're all sitting in those, like... 60s looking egg chairs yeah they're uh,
6: huge i mean it has to go sideways to fit in my door it's 36 inches you know in on the skinny part so it's huge did you did you end up did you end up selling that one no i still got it it's one of those things it's hard it's you got to find somebody that i i want to get you know at least what i put into it out of it and then you have to find somebody that is in the u.s because you got to get it to them (laughs) And then also somebody that has the room for it and the desire for it. So, I mean, it it tentatively would, you know, if somebody wanted it, I would sell it. But it is mostly and I love it is I love all these things. These are my my babies, you know, but your creations. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to either buy a new house or get rid of them. So (laughs) or make them make them weather weatherproof and I could just keep them outside. So (laughs) these giant tarps covering things out in the backyard. It's like, what
0: do you got out there?
6: One of my ideas is actually a, a kitchen table where it's a topographic map on top of like an empire world. And there's a dude sitting at it in empire getup. And that way I could replace my kitchen table and I wouldn't need that space anymore. So it's things like that. I'm trying to incorporate oh, things that are in my house so I can get rid of furniture, but also have more of these. So, <laughs> And I've had a couple ideas where I could hang them on the wall and stuff like that, but these things are so tall anymore. That doesn't really help.
1: Did you ever think about? And I, I think I tweeted this to you uh, after the last Adepticon, Did you ever think about putting these things into a, like an actual gallery, an art gallery
6: for display? Well, one of these years, I'm I'm hoping that I can, because I got the trailer room for it. I hope to take every single one of them to like Adepticon since I you know I'm making for Adepticon. Mm. Just one year, just don't do anything. Maybe like the tenth year, just don't do anything and just take all ten of them. It'll actually be eleven if there's ten years, um, and just and have them all there and hang out. I think it'd be cool to see them all in one place because it's there's only a couple times I've seen them all like within two feet of each other because mm-hmm. they're kind of spread around the house. So it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, no, yeah, that would be cool. Seriously, would be really cool. Would be really interesting. That's the type
0: of thing you were going around Gen Con. You see people have their little things set up. That would just be really cool. Yeah, to see. Of the ones you've done, do you have a favorite?
6: Uh, yeah, probably the throne. It's usually the the, the latest fantasy one is always gonna be my favorite. <laughs> but the throne, there was like. That was seriously hard on me to make that thing. I was out there 16 hours a day in negative 20 degrees with a little heater that was making it zero. Oh, and when I was sculpting that putty, it was so cold that I had to go in and get new hot water like every 10 minutes because it was freezing over. Uh, so it was really hard on me. So that's sort of the the. Uh, – I'm not articulate enough to Suffering explain. Suffering for your yeah. art. Yeah, that, yeah, that right, whole, right. it was an ordeal, and so it is. It stuck to me more than the others. Um, the boat is a, the, the second most sentimental because it was also a pain in the rear, but just because it was because it's so big and mm-hmm. all that clear resin. It was just a real pain to make. So that one kind of is too.
1: Can I ask you something about that boat project? Sure. There was um. A no, g- no, a great no more questions. That. We're done with questions. No, no, no. I, this is, I have to. I always <laughs> okay. wondered this. A great, great detail is uh, a jar that has. Um, uh, it's like a squ- uh, octopus arm yeah. in it. I think it's, a, it's a formaldehyde or something. Yeah, where did you get that?
6: Well, it's just a it's a Hobby Lobby jar with a baby squid put into it and some alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> baby squid from a, from a from a, local a, from a uh, grocery like, store? Or? Yeah, some sort of specialty food thing. The sad thing is, I actually had to get rid of that like the, like a week ago because I wasn't paying attention and all the alcohol evaporated somehow even though it was sealed so it was kind of starting to rot i still have the it's like sitting outside so it doesn't smell but if it eventually like all rots away i'm gonna try and replace it or at least take the logo off and make another one because it was really the the little drawing that my brother did that was the coolest part of it so i could make another one but Huh. i got so much other stuff to do. <laughs> you
0: know, There's little details, though, that make people really like Absolutely, the display yeah. board. Yeah,
6: thought- and that's the fun part. It's, you know, it's Painting the Army is fun, but you know when you're done at the end and you think of things like, oh, I put a little squid in a bottle and,
0: mm-hmm.
6: and stuff I, like say,
0: I really love the Money Python one. I mean, I'm a huge Money Python fan, and you hit on all cylinders with that. I mean, some people have said before, oh, you know, like Bretonians and Monty Python theme, it's been done. But you had the little guys with the coconuts. You had... Where it said, the banner for the army. Like, it actually said it on the (laughs) banner, which is just, I mean, that's such a, I mean, it was just, it was so, like, it was a perfect Monty Python parody. It was really good.
6: Each one of these has sort of like a, a most difficult part and sort of a thing that is like the biggest trial of making them. And for that one, it was definitely, you know, wrapping my head and trying to perfect Getting all the people in there and trying to make everything definitely Monty Python. Getting all the characters and making them look like the guys. That was definitely the hardest part. The display on that one is nothing special, um, yeah. <laughs> but that wasn't really the point of that one. It was just to make the Monty Python army as, as Monty Python as I could.
0: Oh, it was great. But you know what? We have to take a break. Um, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. And can you stick around for a little bit more? Sure, I'll just drink some. Okay, cool. Excellent. All right, folks, we'll be right back.
2: <laughs>
1: From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night to Friday night Magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. And we're back, uh, still talking to Brandon Palmer, GMM Studios, and talking painting, hobby, inspiration, and display boards.
6: I got a little bit drunker in that break, so we're good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. okay, Brandon, um, as far as the armies go that you, that you bring, you brought the the ogres that I love so much, and you brought that Empire army that's on the Berg ship. Um, how long does it take you to paint a fantasy army? Because like I said, I've seen your army in a week with the airbrush and all that stuff and I mean, it's still, I remember talking to you, actually asking you about the ogre thing and you were like, oh, it took me a, the, and I was like, dude, how the heck? Do you, I mean, seriously, because I mean, we all know like Hastings takes like, you know, a week to paint a model and they look gorgeous, but it takes them a week to paint a model and you're—and I, I know it doesn't take you that kind of time. How long does it take you to paint an army like that?
6: Well, the I mean, the Adepticon stuff is a little bit harder because like the Monty Python and all these different armies, there's so much more detail, so much more freehand but I kind of, I'm one of those people that if if I have too much time to do something, I kind of get I like to have, to be on the edge of needing to get something done today yeah, that I really thrive on that, so like the last two weeks before Adepticon is when I start usually start painting the armies I didn't get to do that this year, I had to really mix it up like the month before because there was so much stuff to do But normally what I would do, like the Monty Python, I would be working on this display uh, maybe because I got to figure that out with the bases and all. I would do that like three weeks out and then the two weeks before I just cram and get it done. Jeez. So you painted that Monty Python army, not as the the display, but the army in two weeks. Yeah, and I remember vividly looking at that calendar. I can picture it still. (laughs) I had to sit there and be like, okay, tomorrow this has to get done. And then if I do this and I would like count the days, I'm like, okay. I'll have to do something like the day before on this date, but I'll get it done. <laughs> so it's that sort of planning, but yeah, it gets done. Dude, that's just crazy. <laughs> that, that but most the of it, same. it's a matter of, I've been painting for, okay, I've been painting f- uh, commissions for seven or eight years. When you do that every day, I mean, anything you do every single day, oh, yeah. eight hours a day, you're going to be super fast at it. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's like the you know the brush becomes just part of you it's not you don't even think about it when I when I mix paint I don't even think about it I've seen it's funny there was a guy in our room for Adepticon and he was I was sitting there watching him paint and he gets out a little dropper bottle and he's got his little you know his little pot and he opens it up and he gets two drops of red and then he opens up this other clear stuff and he gets two drops of that and he mixes it I'm like what are you what are you doing there and he's like oh I, I mixed the water with the dropper so I get the exact amount of mix and I'm like, okay, so it's just water in that cup. He's like, no, I've got this special 1 to 15 ratio of this other stuff. And I'm like, I just I just throw my brush in the water. And then I literally, <laughs> you know those private bottles? Mm-hmm. You, have, you shake it, open it, that's my palette, And then I dip it in there and I've got a glove on and I mix it. You can kind of feel it on the brush. It's not, it's one of those things, you know, not to make fun of that guy. Everybody's got to start somewhere. And right. for some people that works. And I mean, if he were to just try and do that, it wouldn't work. But um, well, it's be- just, I'm just explaining it over time. You just, it's second nature. It's not so much formula. Wow. Wow. I don't know, okay.
1: That, that, <laughs> interesting. That's very interesting.
6: Hey, I got a question, and I know this is totally off. What does GMM stand for? Uh, gray Matter musings. It goes. It's. It doesn't really mean anything. Oh, but it goes back it's forever, such- and it's stuck. And it's one of those things. It's, it's. You just stick with it. I don't know. It's not super important. <laughs> <laughs> I made that logo. My my first website was actually my uh, graduating like final. I forget what they call that last class that you take, but there's no grade. It's just like to graduate. Oh, my okay. my final for that was my first website. Oh wow! <laughs> it was a graphic design class, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm all in <laughs> on this. I'm I'm doing this." <laughs> That's where the logo comes from. So awesome! That's great. So um, do you? I I mean,
0: you know. Adepticon's only like six months away. Do uh, you got any ideas?
6: Yeah, I mean, I've, I know there's three that I'd like to do. I'm definitely doing, for 40K, I'm definitely doing the Golden Throne. Uh, imagine, you know, like the inside of the egg chair mixed with the throne. But for those that don't play 40K, the Emperor of the Galaxy uh, was cut in half by Horus in this great battle. And he is forever encased in a Golden Throne, which nobody's ever seen it, but it's basically a giant. Uh, uh, what's sarcophagus sort of thing you, know, you can imagine whatever you want it to look like but that's that's a big deal in 40k and after i made these two i was like well that just seems like that's fate i need to mix these two together and make the golden throne so that's 100 percent i need to get started on that pretty soon so the throne will be the base or will the emperor be in the throne I mean, uh, the emperor will be in the throne it's hard to explain because you won't I don't know. It's just one of those things you just, you just kind of see. I'm gonna, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. But it's not hey, even I'm really going to be a – I sharing it with us, I've, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like, like somebody's going to steal it. Oh, I'm not. I don't, just... <laughs> I don't want. If, they, if somebody wants to come along and make the golden throwing out from under me, that's six feet tall. I mean, you can. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I would love to have two. <laughs> we have two out there, we can kind of compare them. Like, yeah, yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> compare and contrast.
6: Uh, so I'm definitely doing that one, and that's not – I'm not playing 40K – um, it's kind of, there's some deal going on that, uh, it's just going to be kind of to hang out to celebrate Adepticon being at the new place. Um, there might be some other stuff that's going to be on it, but you know, we don't know for sure yet. Um, but it's definitely, I'm not, even though I like 40K uh, this year, I kind of want to hang out more. You know, that's one big problem with Adepticon is you go and you see all these people that you like and you want to talk to them and then you play games for three days and you're so worn out on Sunday. Right. I don't ever, I can't remember a single Sunday. I've never, I can't remember a single award ceremony because I'm, I'm just out of it. So it'll be fun to just hang out and not play as much.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, actually. It's a very good point. Uh, I didn't play that much. I had more fun this year than I remember having before, and I didn't play in half the stuff. I just played in the team tournament and then took some classes and hung
6: out and, and yeah. acted the fool. I've never done that. And it's, and it's, it's always fun to play. I always have my best opponents at Adepticon. I've never had a bad opponent. Um, it's, it's great. I love it. But, you know, seventh year, I want to do something a little different.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, let me ask you something since you brought, since we've been talking 40K. Um, have you ever painted a Titan? Oh, yeah. I
6: paint a lot of Titans.
0: Do you get them for, like, commissions and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Do you have to – I mean, do you build them, too,
6: or do they – Yeah, I build them, magnetize them and all that, make bases. How awesome is that? I do. I've done three uh, Reavers, and I can't remember how many Warhounds. And actually, for for this next Adepticon, one reason I'm kind of – I'm probably going to have to scale back a little bit and maybe just do the throne, is one of my customers has a Reaver, a Warhound, and then another guy is building an Imperator Titan. I don't think I pronounced that right, but it's something like that. And it's for... Did you see the big Exterminatus game where it was just Titans? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's going to be a six-foot-tall Titan, and I'm going to paint it before Dettikon, so... Nice. And it's also going to be his Kill Team display, (laughs) if you can imagine. Oh, man. That's... See, would be fun. Those are just
0: ugh, every time I see one, I just uh I yeah, I, I cool. love them. yeah, they're just they're they're so cool and they're so amazing. And then you see them when they're really painted up nice, you're like, "Wow, those are so cool." And so I just I was just curious if you got a chance to paint one cuz I ain't ever gonna at $800 or $600 or whatever it yeah, costs for all the parts.
6: Fixy. I've got a picture of one. Um, I could send you sometime. That's five, and it's two reavers and three warhounds because you know ha- people happen to want them at once. There was one customer that had a reaver and two warhounds, and then two other customers that wanted single warhounds, and they landed around the same time, so I
0: did them all at once. Oh, send me a pic of that. I'll put that up as my <laughs> wallpaper at work on my computer. Heck, my wallpaper at work right now is that picture of Horus and the Emperor, the one where Horus is on the left and the Emperor's there in the gold oh, sure. armor. And- yeah. My students were like, "What is that? That's the Emperor of the Universe and Horus." Tell them it's
6: awesome.
4: Yeah, what what it's it. just say,
0: "Sit down, children, and prepare to be." Let me educated. tell you a
6: story. Let me tell you a ten novel story. Right? They,
0: they, they, they do that. They try to distract me on Fridays if we finish up early. <laughs> uh, tell us some more of this weird stuff about that game you play.
6: There's dice. He's tape
0: measure. Yeah, they <laughs> saw they saw my Nagash model today because they couldn't leave it in the car because it was too hot. Oh right. So they were like, "What's this?" I'm like, this is my new toy. I'm going to build this this weekend." <laughs> how much does that cost almost as much as your shoes
6: My nice. textbook
1: <laughs> well, speaking of cost brandon how if i could be so bold as to ask when you get a client project do you estimate per project or do you have a
6: yeah know, it's per really project it's and per? it's okay. it's per model i do it model by model because you can have two thousand points of something and it'd be 100 models or 20 models mm-hmm. uh so yeah like it you know just ballpark at uh pre heresy space marine, for example, is would be about thirty dollars for painting. Uh mm-hmm. tanks are around one fifty for something like a predator, and then the you only know, you know, the only thing lower than that would be like a rhino and then land raiders would go up from there, flyers, things like that. Right. So give you a rough part. idea. But yeah, everything is is whenever somebody sends me an idea for a project, I have them send me a list of what they might want, you know, army lists change from sure. you know, start to finish. But I go ahead and price it out, you know, precisely model by model, and that's the best way to do it, I think. Is there anything that you've wanted to paint that you
0: haven't yet? I mean, I'm, I'm certain you could just go out and buy any model you want to, but maybe you're really busy and there's something you've really kind of wanted to paint.
6: Or that is one funny thing about it is really I could, I don't have that desire anymore to just go out and buy an off-the-shelf model and sit down and paint it because I do so much stuff. Like I don't know if you saw that big white army I just did. Yeah. Like when I'm when I'm working on stuff like that for people, it's like why well, I've got no desire to I mean, except for things like Nagash, that'd be cool to be a cool out of the box model to paint because it's so unique. But there's not really anything that's just out of the box that I haven't painted that I would go out and buy myself paint individually because I don't I'm not really an individual model painter. Okay, um, and then you know just for no reason I like models. I mean I understand. Uh, See now I'm I like my to my head. Head.
0: like it's the Horace head. Heresy the Primarchs ones. Have you done any of those?
6: Yeah, I've done a couple of the older ones. I haven't done any of the ones that just come out. Um, but yeah, I've done some older ones. They're really awesome models. These
0: are like horrible interview questions. I'm like, such a dope. Did you paint a horse? Yes. That's cool. <laughs> Did you paint a iron ground? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. What an okay. ass I sound like. <laughs> it's
6: like. It's all right. I don't mind. Um, yeah. But yeah, other than like in terms of like a... If I were to... you know, say I was a millionaire and I could just go out and buy an army to paint for myself that was out of the box just for the heck of it. Um, it'd probably be something like maybe High Elves. I've never owned a Dark Elf army myself, so it might be one. Hmm. Um, maybe something like that. I like Elves.
1: But well, as a I like High Elf a- player, I, loved, I would love to see a High Elf <laughs> army in the future at some point. That'd
6: be amazing. The problem with Elves when I do the stuff I do is that they they don't bend to creativity as easily as something like mm-hmm. Warriors and Demons. And, cause normally what I do is I, I have a I have the idea, like for the throne. I had an idea. Okay, this is going to be some uh, crazy nightmare of some chariots coming through and stealing kids and whatever. That sounds horrible.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's a great
6: it's a great sounds theme though, for the piece. I guess that's what it is. But, um, but yeah. So I think of that, and then later on, I make the army list and I decide on a book after that. Oh, I see. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say okay. I want to do high elves make it fit into this throne. I would do it right. the other way around.
1: I guess the challenge there is just to think of the theme that is suitable for the highlights. I guess that'd be, that would be tough to do.
6: And all of it at once is sort of like this, I mean, I don't know, imagine like five or so progress bars that fill up. One is like making the army list how I want it. Another one is you know, making the army look the way I want it. And another is the display. One of, none of those can finish before the others do and look mm-hmm. right. Like I can't decide on an army list and then make it fit the display perfectly, and also fit thematically. And that's why a lot of my armies are sort of like B plus in terms of army lists. Like my Warriors army is pretty. That's probably my best one in terms of you know com- competitiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the Monty Python ogre army, uh, that was like that wasn't the greatest list. It wasn't horrible, but I had to make a lot of sacrifices and things like that. It wasn't a net list.
1: No. Sure, but uh, yeah. it's, you have to fit the theme, right? The, right. the, the aesthetic.
6: Yeah, so I try. I do try and – that's one thing that I, I work around as I'm thinking of an army. I'm like, okay, I want to make this at least competitive so I'm not on the bottom table the whole mm-hmm. time. But I also have to make it fit into what I'm you – know, Well, even your doing. Empire army, it was
0: on the boat. You didn't have a lot of – you didn't have –
6: Yeah, you know, that, was, that was probably my worst army in terms of competitiveness it because was like it was all infantry. infantry. Yeah, And that was just something I – at one point, I was like, I just – Threw it up in the air. I was like, nothing fits except infantry. I'm going to have 200 infantry. I don't care. Mm-hmm. That was the one year that I just didn't care, and I was on the bottom table of every game. So. <laughs> so it's interesting
1: that uh, it's interesting to hear you say that you give some consideration to like in-game performance because I've right. heard of, of some painters even going so far as to say that whatever models they paint, they don't actually play that system. Like it's it's I don't know it's beneath them or whatever. Mm. Some some painters I've I've heard you know, take that.
6: Take you mean that they, they paint stuff the, and just put it in a display case? Like they don't care what, if it's good or not?
1: Display case where they, you know, only for, for client projects, they don't actually play the game that they paint for. Oh
6: yeah. I'm, so, I'm the know. type of person that, you know, not to disparage people that paint single models, but I'm the type of person, if I paint something, I want to, it's the point of it is to play with it. You mm. know, even though I, I might put a lot of work into it. I don't care. Things can fix if I break them. If I'm throwing dice and they break, mm. I can fix that. That's what they're for. They're, they're models for playing. So when I'm, I like to make stuff that has purpose. So you'll never see me just paint a single model for myself just for the heck of it for a display case. That doesn't feel right to me, even though there's nothing wrong with it. And I understand some people enjoy that. There's people that have probably never picked up you know, a bag of dice before, and they've right. painted tons of models. And that's cool. It's That's how they interpret the hobby and how they want to do it. But for me, I, I like to do armies. So For me, sometimes,
0: if you, I mean, there's just that model comes out. It's like, I don't even play that army. But. I want to build and paint that. It's just that's it's going to be fun just to go through the process. Right. So yeah. that's where you get that individual model. It's why do you have one of these? I have no idea. It just <laughs> I don't so know. Cool. It's a,
1: I think if you take that step and say, yeah, I, I bought it, bought that model, and I painted it because it's so so cool. I think the logical next step is Make this model eye. has to battle against that model, right? But
0: that's how I wound up with ten flipping armies, though, and I only found a <laughs> plan with two. So yeah, that's a bad plan too. So, all right. You know what? Um, Chris, did you have any more questions for Brandon other than the big three questions?
1: Uh, I did have one question. Um, kind three. of big picture uh, beyond just the next Adepticon. What uh, what does the future hold for GMM Studios?
6: Um, I'm not the type of guy to really plan more than year ahead. So <laughs> <laughs> I plan up to the Fair next enough. Adepticon. I do well in terms of work. Like I have my backlog, and I I keep on top of that. But in terms of Planning stuff, I I tend to. I mean, you can see it in the work I normally do. I don't work on more than one thing physically at once. If if I'm working on a project, I work on it, I finish it, it's on to the next one. Okay. Uh, that's that's how I am. So when it comes, to, definitely when it comes to Adepticon I focus on one year and then the next one I start working on, start thinking about when I leave. Okay.
1: Cool. But otherwise,
6: I'm gonna keep doing this. You know, knock on wood, keep doing it forever. So.
2: Well,
1: yeah, I'd love to see. Yeah, I'm continue well, forever.
6: I love doing what I do. So if things stay exactly as they are now, that'd be perfectly fine with me. So, Well, the shows it, and the quality of your
1: work. You no There's yeah. a lot of passion there. So,
6: It's fun. I could be doing, I could be doing graphic design or something like that. Where mm, that's, it was, that's, I, I, I didn't enjoy that. it as much. It's I shouldn't say that because there are people that love out there that are doing it and love it. Um, but it just wasn't, I, this was more my thing. I say that in the sense of that wasn't my calling. So. Sure enough.
1: Makes sense. Alright, all right, David uh, Brandon, are you ready for some Would You Rather?
0: Sure. Alright, Brandon. Uh, Question number one. If you had to choose which one to be, would you rather be
6: a choppy fighter or a mystical mage? Choppy fighter or a myst- mystical mage? <laughs> because you get the, all those tricks that you can use on women. You can be like, oh, you get those force tricks. <laughs> That's the, for, honestly the first thing. It's not the muscles. It, it's all about the, the tr- it's yeah. all about the women. It's all about the...
1: Our other guest uh, said the exact said, said the exact the opposite thing. for the exact
0: reason.
6: Just, Which one is better for furthering nah.
1: my answer for with women?
6: Nah, look at me. I don't have muscles. <laughs>
1: nah, I'm just kidding.
6: All right, what's all the right. next question, Chris?
1: Would you rather take in-game a dispel scroll or the crown
6: of command? Crown of Command because I'm that guy with that guy. <laughs> Crown of Command that works. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. These are easy. All right. Well, and finally, which would you rather receive? Best painted or Player's Choice?
6: I always like Player's Choice. A little. I like you know it's an award. I like Player's Choice because it's more votes. You know, you you shake hands with all those people. Um, player's Choice is always. Meant a lot to me, but you know, best paint's cool too. But yeah. so you're kind of picking both. I mean, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying they're both, they'd both be awesome to win, but player's choice has always been pretty cool to me because I, you know, like I said, I, half the fun is, is going to see all these people that were there when I was posting pictures on Twitter when I was out there in the negative 20 and I was posting mm-hmm. pictures and they favorited it and they said, Oh, that's cool, keep it up. And I get to shake all these hands. Of these people that did that, and then you know when they vote for me for Player's Choice, that's that's like the culmination of all that work. Yeah,
0: cool, good answer. All Excellent. right, well, Brandon, seriously, thank you so much for coming on and talking
6: about this stuff. Well, thank you. It's been fun. Yeah. And I got keep a little tweet
0: pictures. Um,
1: so, uh, yeah, I, I love uh, keeping you know up to date on what you're up to. Yeah,
6: Twitter at
0: GMM Studios. Follow oh, him because. Dude, seriously, I I love seeing this stuff. I'll be sitting at work and I'll be stopping. I'll be showing it to my 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 TAs, my student assistants. I'm like, dude, check this thing! I'm like, what is that? That's seriously, White Tech. Don't shouldn't you be working? I'm like, this is so cool. What are those little dots? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, man. And we will talk to you soon. Sure. See you. Take it easy. Thanks, Brandon. All right. So I think that's a show. Um,
1: It is quite the show.
0: Yeah, lots of, look at all the guests we've been getting on lately. It's like all of a sudden it's like we turned into a real podcast or something like that. People want to come on the show.
1: <laughs> a media outlet. Well, people don't want to he- tune in to hear what we have to say. It's the guests that they
0: want to listen to. Like, yeah, people. Yeah, they're turning in here. The, the Chris's are the ones. Oh, speaking of which, the Chris is here. Hey. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for like a bunch of episodes and then totally forgot last episode to mention this. Imagine episode what? 103 was your 52nd episode as co-host. You are okay. officially well you are officially, you know, not including me, the longest running co-host on the show.
1: Ah, I I okay, now I see where you're going. You've with been it.
0: seriously, I mean it's I mean when you came on, I mean we I know we've said this a bunch of times on the show before. You were you know, in the beginning, you weren't certain if you wanted to do it. You weren't certain right. how it was going to work out.
1: I, th- I thought you just wanted a warm body to sit in the chair.
0: Yeah, because I never shut up. I don't really need <laughs> you know. The fact is, if you weren't here, I'd be talking to myself, but I'd be far less interesting. So, but well, thank no, you. it's it's I'm I, dude. I mean, I know there was times, and I I was talking with Heather or Harrison, going like. God, I'm, you know, Chris isn't certain if he wants to keep doing this. And I know he's like, I'm like, he's such a great co-host. I need to keep him on the <laughs> show. He's, you know, it, it's, it's, and you, you, well, stuck you with it and, me.
1: you've You've said it too much, but I I do appreciate it. And th- I you know, think the listeners it's true. for, yeah. I think the listeners for, you know, sticking with it as well.
0: Yeah. No, but it's just, it's just great. I mean, you, you, it's, that, it, uh, you know, I, you know, I know when you came on, you, it was, there was that weird sort of, you know. A a little bit of, you know...
1: Well, yeah. I was like, oof, this is a big chair that I'm sitting in. You know, it doesn't feel right, but yeah, I've kind of made it my own. Yeah,
0: it is. It is your own. And so it's just like, I was just so... It was just one of those things. I was like, you know... too. Yeah. Over two years you've been doing this. Has it been two years? It doesn't feel like that at all. Well, we do 24 episodes a year. So, yeah, yeah, you came on right after Bits two years ago. And so...
1: Yeah. Well, I guess it's a good sign if it doesn't feel that long. It no, it uh, doesn't. In fact, when I said 22. it, it was like
0: 52. I was like, wow, it really had... Dude, mm-hmm. we've been do- I've been doing this over four years. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it like, is kind of crazy. You know, there's been times I've actually been like, wow, why am I doing this? You know, there's, every- you know, especially in the beginning, after about the first you know, six months to a year, I was like, you know, I'm sitting here editing another show going, you know, I probably should be teaching my daughter to read instead of doing mm-hmm. this, you know? And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but... uh
1: but it all worked out and you stuck with it and uh. Yeah, no, it's
0: it's great, fun, and it's really, you know, it's fantastic. And it's because you know, people keep like the emails and the, the and voicemails Twitter. we got in the yeah. beginning of the show from people who are like, Oh, we really appreciate it. It makes it you know, it really makes it worth it. But I just wanted to point that out. You are you are now you are officially the the, the old man on the show, you know. I'm so, the old man. Okay. All right. well, you I'll know what it. I mean.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, I'll take it.
0: So that's awesome. But well here's uh, the fifty two more. Oh yeah, you know it. We're going to be the old man. Hey, what did you do today? I threw some kids off the lawn and then painted something.
1: Young whippersnappers.
0: Yes, is. Yes. All right. So, hey, Chris. Yes. Would you rather be a choppy fighter or a mystical mage?
1: Oh, I think you know the answer to that one.
0: <laughs> mystical
1: on. mage. If I can hit you with a magic missile from 24 inches away, I don't need no sword.
0: <laughs> or a that.
1: foot of gork or
0: whatever. But see, it, none of that will hurt because I'm a big, bulky, choppy fighter.
1: Oh, it'll hurt. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> come on. It, okay, what's, first what's of that, all, if it doesn't Lord completely
0: if it doesn't completely bounce off my shield, I'm gonna shake it off. I'm a choppy Searing fighter. Doom, I've Searing always been more of a Gimli than a Gandalf, so we're gonna be the exact opposite on that. I'm totally choppy fighter.
1: Okay. Uh, and, uh, dispel scroll or crown of command. Uh, okay,
0: you go first.
1: Well if I'm a mystical mage, I gotta go to spell scroll.
0: Oh, so we do agree on this one.
1: Oh, well, it makes sense for you, too, being the choppy fighter. But if
0: you're a choppy fighter, can you read? <laughs> you know what? There are there are very strong people who are intelligent. Let's not – you don't want to insult <laughs> no, the big strong guy. No, actually, just why, just why dispel scroll over choppy? <laughs> I'm just insulting you. Like earlier this week on the Twitter. Chris, really? Yeah, let me pull that knife out of your back a little bit, Dave. I didn't sink it in all the way. No, you why – why dispel scroll? Because, um, well, let's see. VC don't need a crown of command. Dwarves can't take it. Demons can't take it. I don't have an army that can use a crown of command. To be honest, it was an easy choice for me because I don't have an army that can use it. Right. So Makes sense. Plus, crown of commands for wussies. Ah. Uh, Especially no, I know it's a great you item. Know. It, you know what? It's a great item, and I it, I hate it because when you take it and put it in that stupid four wide night bus, I I, I <laughs> seriously. You That's want to the unit it.
1: tailor-made for that. For that, because the
0: one time you didn't take it, man, they got chewed. Yeah,
1: they did against that game on the air for everyone to listen to against Alex. Like, they just got decimated.
0: I swear, the microphone—it's like you get performance anxiety. That mi- the, the, the microphones come out near the dice, and you're just like, oh, whoops. Yeah, I don't know what it because is because when there's but no microphone, pounded on.
1: I've been on a massive losing streak as of late as well. Well, I, I feel like I don't know. So, I haven't
0: played with you that often, so I, I really wouldn't know. But well, we'll have to get a game in. I definitely I know
1: you're busy with work and everything. Ugh, but uh, Don't even start with that.
0: All right, so uh, best painted or player's choice?
1: Me, I would love to win best painted. Having oh, you've already, already won, won player's a player's choice, yet. yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong; I did love the player's choice, and Brandon mentioned why he liked it, and I like it for the same reason. You get all the player votes, um, but the player, the best painted, is just that elusive award which i have i think i won at a small like 10 person event at UGG but that's not quite the same scale
0: right you know i mean we've talked about how i'd much rather win the the painting and the hobby awards than the actual yeah. win the tournament um, not having one either i think player's choice um, only because it's the same reason everybody else said when you're at a 100 person tournament mm-hmm. And it's not just, the, I mean, not that the judge, you know, who cares what the judges think? I can't. Well, no, I'd, I'd, I'd,
1: I'll take either award. It's the fact that the majority of the community that you're there with voted for your stuff.
0: Exactly. And that's it. It's that I'm there with 100 guys and, and, and you know, these guys said, you know what? White Tech, your work is top notch. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I, seriously, I got to tell you, I'm the worst at voting for that stuff, too.
2: Why I can't, do you say that?
0: Because I forget. Like, I walk through, and it's like, by the time I get through about 10, like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I really like that When I jot a name down. 10 later, I'm fun- seeing other cool things. I don't remember the first 10 I Uh-oh. looked at. I really don't. I mean, unless something really stands out after 100, like mm-hmm. when you're at Bits and there's 85 armies, or when you're at Wapaca and you got to vote on one. Right. Dude, uh, seriously, I mean, I get a mental drain. Like, I can't look at 100 different armies and really honestly – feel like I really picked the best one. It's the best one that I remember. I, I can I understand that. End.
1: It's because you also have to walk around this huge hall to look at all of them. And, you know, depending on what right. time of day it is, you, you know, you could be exhausted or so.
0: But I think player's choice is still, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's more than just that checklist and that part where the people running it have to have to do that. It's everyone who mm-hmm. walked around and, you know, with all those armies and you concentrating on your games and you doing all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. St- for that one army to stick out in your head and be like, they like that's the best one. That would that's yeah, really cool. Yeah.
1: and and not just a handful of judges, you know, exactly scores of people that
0: exactly. you're playing
1: with your peers, yeah, yeah. So, so
0: all right, uh, all right. So, Uh that is an episode so 105 will be coming up next we have had a bunch of people asking if we're going to cover if we're going to give the tamarcon treatment Mm. to nagash and the answer is yes
1: yes we just have to read it uh, decipher it make some notes
0: i'm gonna guys i mean if you've looked at it the fluff book is 300 pages this isn't like doing an army book thing this is going to get the after Olinor treatment and the Tamarcon treatment. I'm mm-hmm. going to sit down and break it down and take notes. Uh, we're going to get to it as quick as we can, uh, but I don't want to rush it either. I'd like to say, hey, we'll have it for episode 105, but, you know, it depends it'll, on how it, much. It'll come in
1: due time, Yeah, you know, is whenever we can do it. Uh, we're 300 not. pages, that's a lot to get through.
0: Well, I mean, there's a lot of its pictures too. I mean, you know, it's the, the book is 300 pages, but there's literally pictures on I think every page. I don't think there's any one page that's 100. percent Still, text.
1: It's, let's call it what 200 pages. Still considerable reading.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll crank through it in a few days once I get going. But uh, I know you got to read through it too, and you you are not uh, the avid reader as fast mm. as other well, people. Well, if are.
1: it if it grips me, then yes. Well, uh, then this
0: will do. If this doesn't grip you, then. Listen. You're either going to love the book, or I'm going to hit you with the book because. this is really... <laughs> Okay, I just
1: washed that out on the next uh, on that episode, then.
0: And this thing weighs like eight pounds. It's not going to be like so A pamphlet. Yeah, no kidding. All right, folks. Um. Ooh. By the time you're hearing this, I think the pre-orders for dice have been done. Um, oh, nice. Well, I know and we right... settled
1: on the, the dark blue dice with the the gold. Pits. I think so.
0: It's the same whatever that. Uh, Style of dice, like the, like the, the, you know, the, the, the marbles, that, that marble yeah. look. But instead of the red, I think the blue will look nice and we'll stick with the gold. Hopefully, they still have that, uh, the design, and, you know, because they, you know, I know they keep the stuff for the in different right. orders for a while. Hopefully, they still have ours. Otherwise, I'll just have to, I'll have to get another copy of that picture from you and send sure, it to them. Sure. Yeah, that's no problem. Heck, I'll leave, if I'll send them that, and then I'll just, I'll send them a picture of the dice. Look, this is what you did. Mm-hmm. Do it again. But, um, yeah, once we get that order, it'll take a few weeks to get it, but so by the time you guys are hearing this, I'm 99% positive that uh, the pre-orders are done, and so the order should be in, so we will have new dice soon, um, if anyone's interested, um, and I've been, our web store just sucks, I've been going through and cleaning out the old stuff and trying to add in new stuff and puts, you know, the images on a whole bunch of things, cool. so check the web store. Um, it's it's through Sass and stuff. Go link through our website folks. Sure. that way we actually send you there. Yeah. Um, it'll be cool. And uh, iTunes reviews. We've gotten a bunch lately. We've gotten Ooh, a bunch nice. of iTunes reviews and we've gotten a bunch of uh, really nice emails those voicemails we played in the beginning of the show. Guys, seriously, I, I eat that crap up. I really do. <laughs> I I you know it, it's the thing that makes us really, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely. Keep it coming. We love to hear from our listeners. And let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. It's good to keep it touch. So, no.
0: all right, one hundred and five. We'll be up in a few weeks, and uh, folks, thanks for listening.
1: Take care, guys. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer. And follow Chris at TopherChrisU. If you'd like to contact us, you can use David through david at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through chrisu at garagehammer.net. And you can reach both of us through garagehammer at live.com. If you want to help support GarageHammer, check the support page or the show store on our website. Or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.